Yeah, that's good. Yeah, stick with that one. That one's good. Bam, we're live. Hey. Oh, I can't believe we pulled this off. Your fucking dog just bit me. That is true. I, a- I, I don't think that's cool. <laughs> you you're, my- you're lucky that fucker didn't break skin, but he, he took a little nibble. You left my toilet seat up. That dog's fucking 130 pounds. You left my toilet seat up. Oh, there's that. I don't know if the two are connected. Hey, this is awkward, bro. This is like I, I want to I want to do this in person stuff, but like if there's a way to not make it feel like we're in person, putting two computers in front of me <laughs> and you is absolutely the way to make it feel like we're not in person. Hey, this is this is a test run. Okay. This is, this well, I'm telling you, you kind of fail already. I'm a test run. Like I'm gonna show the fucking I'm gonna show the world. Look at this is no, you're not gonna see that. No, yeah. I, we can't see. Yes, you can. But you still can. Oh, it's that's because I didn't pull the photo up. Okay. Oh, look. Someone's... That's my view. I'm looking at two computers and his little forehead. <laughs> how is this? How is this? I might as well have just stayed home. Oh, fuck. I want to see your mouth and I want to see your eyes. I can't see any of that. Okay. Well, let's so get... I'm going to look at you on screen and it just defe- defeats the whole purpose of doing this in person. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah. And I kind of have to strain my neck. So let's work on this. I'll come back. You have a nice camera. Hey, can you spin the lid around on that cup so it's facing the other way? No. So that when you drink it, people can see that that's a CEO cup? <laughs> I'm drinking with my right hand because if I was on the left side, I could. But on the right hand, I'm going to hold it with – or on the right side of the table, I'm going to use my right hand. I, per- I, I fucked this all up already. It's good. It's a work in progress. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the uh... – I'm done. I'm done with uh, that. You can take You can take your show back. <clears throat> Dave Castro, creator, founder, inventor, purveyor, former director of the CrossFit Games. Uh, here's a picture of you 94 weeks ago. That's almost like a uh, a previous um, lifetime. It's not even uh... – uh-oh. There we go. Ah, thank you. Is that a trip to see that? That's cool. I like it. 94 weeks ago. Hey, what have you done to your Instagram? You totally. Uh... So, yeah, totally scrubbed it. Probably. When was that? It's definitely before I was fired. Um, oh, really? It's been that long? Yeah. I. An Instagram account, especially when you start going back, is kind of like. Um, it's a living room. It's your house. It's your it's your office. It's it represents you to some degree. Uh, to, to every degree, actually, it's your lifetime yearbook, right? Yeah, and and well, it's, and it's what you want to it's what you want to have forward facing. It's what you want people to see when they search. And so I was looking at my account one day, and I'm like, hey, just like I clean my room, just like I clean my office, I'm gonna clean my account, and I'm gonna go through and see. Like I do a lot of post. I was, especially at that time, I did a lot of posts um, related to, uh, let's say, um, shooting, related to motorcycle riding, related to. Um, even visiting affiliates that were to support well in the term of in terms of visiting affiliates to really support and highlight them. But they're just like, you know, the same old photo with me standing next to people. And I'm like, these aren't serving much purpose a year later, two years later, three years later. So a lot of photos like that, I just went through and cleaned up. And actually, this is a good reminder. I'm going to do the same now. I'll get it down to like a couple hundred. 
Um, I'll just. Go it through. is down to a couple hundred. I'll it, get it down to less than a hundred then. It, it, it's pretty. It's pretty lean. It's funny. Um, the the your Instagram account, I guess, is your every person's own people magazine. Like, hey, just so you know, people are digging through your shit and judging the fuck out of you. Yeah, for sure. And and especially now that I have the other accounts. Now that I have the hunting account, oh. where I post all my shooting stuff. So I'm not scrubbing that one. Um, I have my dog account, dog account, where I don't really post much to that. And I also have the ranch account, which I should probably turn over to someone else because I don't do anything with that. Uh, so, and you know, the the funny thing too is, especially ever since I got my hunting account, I folk spend way more time on that than I do on my the Dave Castro account. I'm hardly ever on that account. I'm hardly ever. I should post more, but I don't. Uh, Barry McCockner, two hundred people are waiting on the other YouTube stream. Holy shit! Yes, Evan, that's what I'm waiting to tell you. Oh, fuck me. Okay, call her high. Tell me, what the fuck did we fuck up? I fixed it. You know what? Nobody's on uh, YouTube. You got to get the YouTube going, brother. Everyone else is like on Twitch and <laughs> Twitter and Facebook. I it's swear, Dave, this never happens. I swear. Never. Dude. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Dave, I'm, hey, I'm Dave. used to go on on really professional, <laughs> high-level podcasts. <laughs> I know. Like Jocko, this shit isn't happening there. Uh, hey, thanks. And next time, fucking text me. Don't call in so Dave can hear. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Jesus Christ. That's what Barry McCockiner said. For, that there's 200 people waiting on YouTube. My oh shit! Here Someone we go. Someone named Dick Butter said he'd take the ranch account. Is that one of your regulars? <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, Lucky camera straps, uh, thirty-one dollars in person with TDC. I have to watch back later, but I'm looking forward to it. Why later? Watch now. Hang out. Hang out, homie. Uh, extra sloppy. Uh, the CEO of Joy uh, post was great. Noah's a good dude. What's he talking about? No clue. No clue. I I knew it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, pull up Dave's guy. So you didn't, you haven't seen it. You don't know anything about what happened to your Instagram account. Nope. So I turned it over to, uh, Christine on, um, who's Christine. Who's Christine. Christine, Um, she runs, she posted to my account during the games, uh, multiple years in a row, probably, uh, two or three years. And, um, the reason I started doing that is because I tried for a number of years to post, or do things on my account during the games, but there was no time and there was no effort. And really I shouldn't be doing that. So one day I decided to find someone and I forgot who connected me with Christine, but, um, was it Warkington? I don't know. Um, and so then eventually she started posting to, she started posting stories or back behind the scenes from the games and it was really good. And I wanted it from the beginning to be in her voice and to be, um, not like it's Dave posting and she did that and she did it well. And that's what's happening now too. It's funny because people are, people think I'm doing some people, not most, not a majority. Some people think that I'm doing it. I'm getting hit up on my, even my other accounts. And I saw Dr. Sean rocket posted saying that Christine is, is posting. And he made a comment that he said, Dave would be happy if I would, or he'd, I know he wouldn't mind me saying this and I don't because we're very open about it. But so when I turned it over to her, um, I saw her very first post and then that she did this weekend and then I didn't see any of the others. And so I haven't even gone to that account since like last Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. You haven't even posted on it. Uh, hold on one second. And that, that led to, uh, I actually mentioned this in the weekend review. So I think on Friday or Saturday out of the blue, Danielle, uh, Brandon texts me and she said, Oh, such a thoughtful post or some shit like that. Thanks. Thanks for that. And I was like, what post? <laughs> I had no clue. And uh, 
And that's why, because I'm not looking at it and I'm not approving or viewing. And um, Christine, can you pull up that Daniel Brandon post? Jeez Louise, guys. Come on. Come on. I got you a link. Come on, baby. Come on. Hook me up. Hook me up. Somebody hook me up. Oh, real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Because I want to ask you a question about Christine. Lucky camera strap. Sorry, I got my own live interview starting in 20 minutes. Thanks for the shout out with Josh Bridges. Absolutely, dude. Good luck. Um, Christine is the one who just finished writing Brooke Wells's autobiography. Did you know that? I did know that. And um, she's also worked on a few other books for people in the community. I don't know. I don't know how public that is, meaning if she was a ghostwriter or actual, she was attributed for her work. So I'm not going to mention those. I haven't talked to her about it. I mean, I've talked to her about it, but I haven't dug in enough to see if those books were ghostwritten by her or also oh, like if we're not supposed to say that she wrote it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, did you notice Danielle Brandon here? It looks like she has uh, nipple piercings. Oh, that's a really good post. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, look at her right arm. Look at that arm. My goodness. Look at that. Even that guy behind her is looking at it. He's like, dang, girl. All right. Lots to look so at. So now I have seen it. That's the first post I've seen from this. That was good. Good job, Christine. I love that shirt, orange. Uh, make a note to anyone who wants to stand out, uh, do bicep. Do you think she does bicep curls? Do you think she does accessory work like that? Who? Danielle Brandon. I don't know. Um, I know, like, Dan, big into it. Rich, big into it. Matt, now doing that stuff. Um, I've never seen a girl do accessory work that's curls. Have you? I haven't paid close enough attention. Oh, Jesus. Uh, archived a bunch of shit. Does, oh. Here's the question. Does Josh do this? Does Josh do accessory work like bicep curls? Bridges, your boy. Uh, he claims he's pure CrossFit. I hope he does. I think it's I, I think it's important to do. You don't have when's the last time you did bicep curls? Probably a year and a half ago. I I, I said, okay, I'm gonna try doing some curls with the barbell. And I'm like, this is like I did like five or six reps. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna go back just to doing CrossFit. Like it's I hear look, I'm a skinny guy already. I don't have big arms. I don't really care about trying to make my arms big. I care about being uh fit, functionally fit. So it's not, it's not in I'm not gonna go through this growth stage to try to get bigger biceps. So it was just felt like a waste of time. It's not helping me with my performance goals or my life goals. So I did a few reps and literally went, this is stupid and stopped. Um, I did see a picture of you the other day, though. You, you've shedded some weight. And I don't know if, if, it, if it's bicep curls or what, but your arms look way bigger because you're, you're leaner. What do you weigh right now? I don't know. You don't know? I have not stepped on a scale. So I moved up here in 18. So probably since 17, late 17, I haven't stepped on a scale in six years, at least six years. So on uh, purpose, do you own a scale? I'm very deliberately and very, yes, on purpose. So basically <clears throat> at the time I was, I think I was zoning pretty hard and I was watching my weight and I was stepping on the scale like <clears throat> every day, twice a day, two, three, two or three times a day, morning, night. And uh, I, I have a really, um, obsessive personality so when i get into something i go all in and with the scale i was obsessed with it and so my wife she said you're obsessed with the scale and i said no i'm not and she's like you're on it three or four times a day and i'm like okay watch this and i haven't stepped on one since. so now you're obsessing on not being on it <laughs> yeah That's yeah awesome. I, 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 I love that uh except i mean to be completely honest like yes i've been to doctor appointments where i've had to step on the scale and i fucking look away I'm like, I'm not going to look at it. 
So, and 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 at this stage too. So it's been so long. Um, I don't uh, measure my obviously I don't measure my weight, but I can tell when I'm soft or fluffy or by how I look a and how clothes are fitting. And so definitely right now I'm really lean for me um, just because of the way I've been eating and just because of uh, not even because of the way I've been exercising. It's, it's less of the exercise and more for me, the, uh, the way I eat and I've been fasting a fuck ton. So that all contributes. I'm going to ask you about that in a second. Uh, can confirm super Jack Miranda Alcaraz. <laughs> And you saw her today, right? She's already prepping the ranch. The ranch yeah, we were parking. hanging out today. Hey, um, why? Are, what's what happened? Uh, all of a sudden, like you're you're full steam ahead on uh, fasting. What what? I mean, and, and you do that. You go full steam ahead on things. Why all of a sudden fasting? And are you still rucking a shitload? Not rucking as much. Rucking a little. We'll ramp that up hardcore pretty soon. Uh, it's interesting because I'm the like rucking. I've rucked so for so long. <clears throat> it's not hard for me to be good at it again with very little effort. Um, I had just have a really big foundation of, of spending a lot of time, um, under that type of load. The, um, it's Greg and that era, especially the last few years was really big on the keto scene, the fasting scene, the super low carb scene. And he brought in all these experts and he, he had all these talks and we were putting out a lot of content with them. You were behind that creating the content. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. I'm like, like Greg's, uh, Greg's forcing this. Like, he's not forcing it, but he's just, it's all, it's everywhere. And I'm like, the last thing I want to do is experiment or play with keto. And like, that, that's the kind of style I am. Like I, I push against the popular movements. I push against, you know. Um, well, the same with CrossFit. You had all your friends do CrossFit first before you did it. Yeah, similar. Uh, same with tattoos. Like in my community, in both communities I've ever been in. In the Navy, everyone had tattoos, especially in the line of work we did. Everyone got frog tattoos. Uh, then I get to CrossFit. Everybody gets tattoos. And so like, I'm like, that's the popular thing to do. I'm not going to do it. That's one small example. So I've never had a tattoo. Um, honestly, smoking fucking weed. It Growing up here, super popular. All my friends are doing it. Everyone was into drugs. And I just saw that. And I'm like, hmm, it's not for me. I'm not going to do it, Just cause, especially because so many people are doing it to greg so he was bringing fasting around bringing all these experts and i'm like ah whatever and we were all doing it everyone who worked yeah, yeah, there was all you it. guys we were, all were doing it yeah, yeah it was the talk it was yeah. every time so i wasn't interested i just i just turned my back from it um do you remember that thing nicole did one time nicole one time ate one day fasted one day on and off for 30 days yeah I that do was remember. a hell of an experiment i'm very close to that right now um i'm not quite but i, I mean right now i'm um Every two or three days, I'm doing a 24-hour fast. And so I know you do one a week. Yep. I'm about two or three. But anyways, let me back up. I, I actually do more, though, just to be fair. I, I make sure I sleep twice. I fast for a double sleep. Right, let's talk about the hours. What's, what's the hours? Uh, 32 okay. to 40. Okay. 32 okay. to 40. I think that when I first really got into it was when Thomas DeLauer asked me to do the ruck, the um, – 35 miles with 35 pounds uh while well completely... that's 50 miles with 50 pounds well but, that was but... the original intent <laughs> but i no, look you got that up but i was i even said hey man that that's gonna be a that's gonna be a tremendous effort yeah um 50 pounds for 50 miles i mean we could do it but but i was just let's baby step into this so then i started experimenting a lot with fasting and one of the things that i really um 
enjoyed playing with was working out while fasted and like, especially now completely fine. Like there's no issue in terms of even short, intense stuff for me, heavier stuff, endurance stuff. And honestly, on some of the endurance stuff, it feels more than fine. Um, so just f- learning and feeling the adaptations for how I adapt to it or how I respond to it. The other piece to this, um, it's really for me about controlling my insulin and controlling my um, how much carbs in the system and trying to become fat adapted and being in ketosis fundamentally and what I can do to depart and what it takes to get back in. And so finding this balance of, okay, I can read now I'm figuring out when I'm eating consistently well, super low carb, I can um, fast for 18 hours and pretty much be at 1.5 ketone level. And, and so because some of these events I do, like some of these adventure races, well, or, or even sniper comp- uh, team shooting competitions, I generally don't eat much and try to be in ketosis through those. Um, it's, it's helpful to find out where those thresholds are for me. Are you eating a shitload of meat? Not a shitload. And see, so like even Are you protein, eating any carbs? Are you eating bread at all? No, not bread right now. Uh, even protein. I mean, all of that can contribute to a, a nice insulin response. So like I'm not... I'm not eating a shit ton of meat, but I'm eating a decent amount. You have like a number, like no more than eight ounces. I'm not doing numbers right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, what's interesting is it's funny how well I know you. Uh, you're a breakfast guy. Big breakfast guy. Huge. Yeah, I love yeah. breakfast. And it's yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah. And it's gone. You, you, it, there's no breakfast in your, in your life now. Right now. There's not, except for I'm doing one breakfast a week. So either a Saturday or Sunday, I'll, uh, we'll do breakfast and, and, uh, pretty much right now. And it's, it's so easy once you go there and like, it's, it's, there's no issue with this. And even the 24 hour fast, which aren't a big deal are not hard at all. They're, they're pretty easy to. What about, um, uh, uh, in a few days here, uh, Greg's going to roll into town. Uh, we start having these, uh, you'll start being invited to a lot of dinners. Will you, do you, would you, will you bend? Will you flex? Will you adapt or do you stay steadfast to your day? We had a dinner the other night with Greg. And, and you fasted? You didn't eat? No, I ate. But, oh, you but what, if it, well, what if it's your fasting day? Will, will you? Uh... I'm not I'm not super rigid on like, I'm just, it's it's by the wind. Like I'm not, this day is going to be at 24. I'm just, I'm just random right now. Okay. But you are disciplined in what you're putting in your mouth. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you are disciplined to the fact that you're going to get them in. It's funny after three years of fasting, you know, one day a week, I've become a little more flexible too. Like the, like I knew uh, Sunday I was going out to dinner with my mom. So I switched it to Saturday. I would have never yep. done that in the first yep. two years. No, no fucking like way. Yeah. yeah. No fucking way. Okay. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, there was a question. Uh, oh, what, what do you think about your reviews, your weekend reviews? Are you digging them? Are you enjoying that? Yeah. I mean, what do I think about them? So mm-hmm. you personally, like, 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 are you having fun doing them? I'm having fun doing them and it's exactly the way I want to do them. What I mean by that is like, it's 10 to 15 minutes, some are 20 minutes. I talk about things that went on. I highlight things in CrossFit that are worth highlighting at the moment, uh, things I might be involved with. I talk about some of the things I'm doing in my personal life, the discipline and the um, discipline of going on camera on a routine basis like that has been good for me. And so I, um, I enjoy it. I will keep doing it. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Here's the thing. You know this about me. I 
don't really like to be and everyone's going to laugh when they hear this, but like, I don't like to be in front of the camera. I don't like to go out there um, on a regular basis, but I've also realized through the decades that you don't do that or you don't talk and you're not going to control the narrative and you're not going to own the no. messaging of no. your own personal journey or of what you're trying to support. So part of it is to, Hey, I'm out there. I'm talking. Um, I'm letting you know what I want to let you know. And I, I inter interact via comments. People can ask comments and, um, you weren't scared doing that, opening, opening that up to like, Hey, uh, he's, Oh, I'm not doing it live. Like you do that. I know, but you do it. It doesn't matter. You still do it. Mm -hmm. Like people are asking questions in the YouTube comments and like, you're sort of obligated to answer them. I'm guessing. I don't answer them all. I, I, I cherry pick. So, yeah. so there's even on this post I did yesterday, <clears throat> there's probably, I think I saw 15 comments or something next week. When I do the weekend review, I'll go through them and I'll just pick a couple. But it seems like you're, you're not avoiding hard questions to me, I guess is what I'm saying. No, um, I try not to, but sometimes there's some I do avoid. Um, so so uh, control of your own narrative, uh, um, so, so st stay present so people, so people see you so they don't start spinning their own story about whatever you're doing so that they know. And, uh, and you know, and be here. And what I mean by that is like- Available? Yeah, be around. Um, yeah. Now that I think about it, the fact that you do answer the YouTube questions is huge for it. I think because then it's like you're serving them instead of serving yourself. The amount people rallied behind me after I was gone and, and like just how much, um, support there was for me, I figured, you know, in kind of, uh, in this return, why not be more available and talk mm. more to, a large audience that is supportive of me and um, had my back. And so even though you were ready to vanish when you got laid off, even though I was ready to vanish when I got laid off. Yes. Especially it all coincided with the return. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something different. And this was what I decided to do different. I was definitely not going to go on a massive podcast tour. You know, I, I hate doing podcasts. Um, so super selective on the ones I do. And so and it's a way to just, again, like 15, 20 minutes, not an hour, not an hour and a half, just my own little engagement. I like having you on because neither you or I want to hang out before or after. Mm. Yes. God bless you, Dave. What uh, did you serve me? Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of like electrolyte powder with um, hot water. Okay. Thank uh, you. Does Dave dye his hair or is he just good looking? Do you have any grays, Dave? You, you answer that. He doesn't dye his hair. Do you have any? Do you have any mm -hmm. grays? I got a couple creeping in. Uh, you can't see them on camera, but I got a couple, couple creeping in. That's cool. Uh, welcome, club. Has has the has has the reason changed at all, or what you plan on uh, your your um the outcome from you, that you wish from it changed at all? Morphed, modified? Like I've been doing this podcast for two years, and I'm like, oh, I'm starting to get why I'm doing it. Like I didn't know why I was doing it in the beginning. And like more and more, every day I'm starting to understand more and more why I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, even this notion I, we just talked about of just being available, being there, talking, just, uh, talking to the community that I believe been supportive. And um, I think that's all. Wasn't thinking that in the beginning. I'm, I am thinking about that now and how I can support efforts and how I could support things we have going on at CrossFit or, or within the community or support um, at large issues. 
You ever been in trouble for anything you said on that or had to pull anything down? You ever got get slapped around? You ever had to pull one of these down yet? No. <laughs> Good job. Uh, how often uh, How often do you talk to Don? So you're implying that maybe Don would have smacked me down? Well, <laughs> like, I don't know. Who, it's either him or Nicole. I don't know who. Uh... Well, Nicole's not watching him. Um, I doubt Don is either. I, wa- I talk to him on a regular basis. I was on the phone with him an hour ago. Daily. You're, clo- you're close. Not quite daily, but pretty pretty close. Uh, seven days a week. Do you talk to not seven days a week? Do you talk to him seven times a week? Um, no, that might be a lot. Averaging one time a day. No. Okay. Um, you. Uh, I have better hair, Anthony TPA. Um, do you wish you talked to Don more? Or is he available to you? Is he available to? He's available whenever I reach out. I mean, he's. I, it's a perfect amount at this point. Okay. He's not. He's not. He's not too busy for you. No. Um, you said you're selective about going on podcasts and you went on Jocko's podcast mm-hmm. and, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought you did great. Um, thank you. I thought you, uh, there was a, a term you coined that was the whole pop seal thing. Was that planned? No, that wasn't planned. That's funny. Um, cause afterwards I looked up that word in the urban dictionary. I Googled around. I'd never, no one's ever used that word before pop seal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, Dave. The, just the essence of it, of what it represents was like i know I've what it represents been thinking about it a lot but that i didn't pre-plan is it is it is it derogatory it's a little like <laughs> hey it's pop music anyone can make it it's a pop seal it's like it's like uh it's just what's popular it's, it's like, a little yeah i think so but it's also it's not even i mean you could argue i'm a i'm a pop seal at this point i mean but but not for my sealness like meaning i'm not i didn't lean on that and that's my whole point like i didn't lean on that to become who I am in this community. Um, I oh shit! I there's a spider on my ceiling. You see that? That podcast clip you just pulled up. Um, if you see was that the whole guy, thing in black and white? It was. I don't, why do they do? Why is he doing that? Here, we play the pop seal part. I want to. I want to hear this. Seven seconds. Seven seconds. Thank you. Um, there's this like pop iconic culture now pop seals there's like these icon seals who are and you're one of them <laughs> i don't even wow 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 i didn't remember saying that part and you're one of them um that was and then you then you fucking you uh, uh tdc uh has better who has better hair uh seven or, or you uh, i have fucking pretty amazing hair uh, extra sloppy uh dave uh uh, would you rather uh oh, do, do you want to marry fuck or kill greg don and or which one would you do marry fuck kill greg don or rosa <laughs> uh karina rain sorry to back to the food topic uh, i think dave has quite a bit of indigenous blood therefore consuming based on his cultural background is solid consuming what we'll get back to jock on one second she's saying because you're mexican mm-hmm uh, you you have come from an ancestry of indigenous people to the South American continent who were raped by uh, U- Europeans that you uh, should probably stick to what you culturally are supposed to eat in order to stay healthy. Here's what I know. I don't know if it's because I'm Mexican. I don't know what it's because of, but I am super sensitive to refined carbohydrates and I am super sensitive to excessive amounts of carbohydrates. What's that what look I mean like? by sensitive is yeah. I get puffy. I start rounding out. And so my dad, he was way overweight. He had a stroke. He had type 2 diabetes. He ended up dying from both. And so he was 
what I could potentially be if I didn't have this shit in order. And so um, I know when I eat a lot of carbohydrates, spe specifically refined carbohydrates, I start putting on weight and I and my um, blood glucose, glucose levels go fucking really high really quickly. And so um, that's what I'm dealing with. And that's how I'm trying to like, part of it's this health quest and just making sure I stay in a good zone and in a good place with everything and understanding what those foods do to me. And, um, you know, it's funny, you look at some of the athletes and how they eat and what they promote and like way, way high levels of carbs, super, super 300 grams of carbohydrates a day. I'm eating like less than 10 grams of carbohydrates a day. And so not that I'm comparing myself physically against them, they're different. And they're, they also respond very differently to carbohydrates than someone like myself. And maybe even honestly, you, you probably have a general sense of, um, I respond. Uh, I'm like you I'm also, cause I'm 51. I can eat if I eat, but you know, to that point, we also know plenty of people. Um, Nicole Carroll might be like this. We know pe plenty of people who can eat a ton of carbs and don't put on any weight. And there's an absolute genetic piece to all of this. And again, though, I'm not going to say it's because I'm Mexican, although there are a lot of um, people who say that plays somewhat into it. But some people are or, way or like more Polynesian people. Some people they are, eat a donut and it goes right to their gut. Some people are way more sensitive to carbohydrates than others, specifically than the insulin response and then becoming insulin resistant. Yeah. And I also think that just you don't live a sedentary lifestyle. Right. No, but I also know I can be super active and super training hard, doing a lot and through the wrong eating protocol, put on weight, get right. soft, right. beef fluffy. quickly, 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 quickly. Yeah. And here, here's the reality days, in all days. of this. Here's, and, and Greg used to talk about this too. Um, a lot of people talk about it. Uh, losing weight and is way more about nutrition than it is about fitness. Both are great compliments and both work hand in hand, but ultimately you can do a lot to your excess body fat or your weight just by making some different food choices. Bottom of the pyramid. Yeah. Nutrition, bottom of the pyramid. Uh, um, going back to, um, uh, Jocko. You can't out train a shitty diet. Like that line is, is great. Is it gold? Yeah. Uh, Canadian money, Tank Reeves, 420. Thank you. Um, Sevon is easily amazed. But th there's got to be a nicer way to phrase that. Hey, I think if I took down this computer, problem would be solved. I'd be looking right at you, right? Just that. Yeah, moment. I don't think the audience has a, um, an understanding of how poor this interaction is. Right I think you, you fucked it up pretty good in the beginning with your camera. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Hey, I will, I will take this computer down, and then I can put another camera over there so it's a wide shot and we'll be gold. That's my view. Hold on, let me show the world again. Shake it down low, dude. They they know. I'm just showing them again. I just want them to be. They know. It. Okay, you look it. Good job. Good job. Yeah, pull that. Oh, look at switch cameras. Hey, you know what's? I'll tell you what's funny. There it is. Tell me. Oh, I know exactly what you're gonna say. Look at. I just see his eyes. Yeah. I know exactly what you're gonna say. This fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of yourself that when you have a guest, he has to be framed by an image of you. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, hey, and Meshi, why did you just you just recoiled into your chair? Listen, someone came and fixed my studio with me today, and they put that picture on the wall. 
on that one. And I said, dude, are you fucking kidding me? And they said, why? I'm like, Dave is going to say you're a fucking arrogant piece of shit for putting a picture of yourself on the wall. And here we are, uh, six minutes and 30 seconds in. Uh, going back to Jocko, so you said that to him. Did you guys have any talk afterwards about you calling him a pop seal? Did that come up ever again? No, it never came up. I actually thought like that moment in the uh, in the exchange was a little um, awkward. Like I did feel like, okay, this is weird going here with him. But I think it worked out well. He responded well. I did finish the whole thing. I, I just felt kind of off. Um, I, you said I, you really enjoy in your in your weekend review. You said you really enjoyed the podcast to a point where I was like, I don't know if getting jealous, I really, but I was getting thing, kind of disgusted. I really by it. enjoyed getting to know Jocko and mm -hmm. the relationship that was established via the effort to do the podcast. Meaning, what really sits with me is the forty five minutes prior to going on the podcast. Okay, just shooting the shit with him, catching up. Why does he do that? Why? Why does? It, isn't that weird to shoot the shit? I would never do that. Shoot the shit with someone before we go on. Well, you have a unique situation. So, like, I show up. I write. I show up in my rental car to his gym, which I've been to a bunch. I've worked out at his gym a number of times, and he's out there. And this dude, Echo Charlie, who I had no idea was a deal. Like, people are like, "Oh, you met Echo Charlie?" I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't. I had never heard of him prior to that podcast. He was super cool." I'm annoyed by his name too. I'm annoyed by his name. <laughs> They're both. Uh, someone asked me if he's a seal. He's not a seal. Um, they both were at the door. Hey, and his name's not Echo Charlie either. <laughs> and so um, they greeted me, got out of my car. They're at the door. We walk into the gym. Jaku starts shooting the shit. Thanks for coming. Hey, let's go check out the gym. We walk over to the CrossFit gym, start talking in there, talking about CrossFit, talking about how we met. And we actually met through CrossFit. I talked a little bit about that. And it's just a lot of ice breaking. And just it, th those moments were like the really powerful ones for me with him and just, you know, shooting the shit. And it really broke down um, when I went up there with him and, and made it much easier and more enjoyable. Then I did enjoy that. I did enjoy the podcast, but I just felt slightly I didn't feel like I was doing. I thought you were fucking great on the podcast. I, you really took control of it. And I thought it was really cool. And comp uh, here's a compliment for Jocko, the way Jocko just flowed with that, right? He even cracked a couple of jokes like, well, I was going to go this way, but fuck. And, and you were an easy guest. I'm sure he really enjoyed you. And I'm, I bet you you really impressed him too with how – because a, a podcast host wants someone to do that, right? Run with some shit. There was a – so we took a break once. He, he We took a quick break. And on that break, I filled in a couple of details on something I had said mm -hmm. and uh, just to give him a little more context. And I did the same thing afterwards too. There is a topic uh, afterwards. I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you some extra – detail can there. you tell us what nope okay um was it, it, it he, here's where i here's what i was thinking there's a there's a social a weird social dynamic because of his because of all the people that we all know together mutually like people like andy stump for example and so and he's close friends with andy right and there was some and obviously there were some hiccups with um all of us and andy and with his departure was was that the part that was uncomfortable like you knew that you were going into this guy here's here's what i'll tell you no, more not at all okay no. that wasn't your mind okay because because no. here's what i was thinking i'm thinking here's this guy who's had a chance to invite you on his podcast for 15 years or 12 years or three years or five years however long he's had the podcast right and he's had a chance to invite greg on and as far as i know he's never invited you on or he's never invited greg on and now he's selling drinks and he's inviting you on which is cool but to not come open with that seemed disingenuous to me. To, to, and maybe Fair I, enough. Maybe, and I'm I, just, I maybe I'm just in the know. So it's, it's, I think it's, disingenuous is a little too strong. I okay. mean, he, he addressed it at the end, right? Talked he, about it. He did. 
Um, but but not what I'm saying. Do you know what I mean? Listen, not like, listen, here, I'll say this. And I agree. Like, like what listen, you just said, Dave, say, I thought you were a douche. Do I'm I so think, glad I finally met you. Do I think I did that podcast because we have a relationship now with, uh, he has a relationship with CrossFit. Yeah, for sure. Do I think in the last, whatever, like you said, five, 10 years, he's had a podcast. He should have asked me to be on. Uh, probably it would have been cool to go on independent of that, but it didn't work out that way. It went on, uh, because of that. And so totally cool with it. Right. And okay. Like understanding of that. I'm all about using people. I like using not, people and I like I'm to be using used. him. I know, no, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying using it's, it's okay to use people, but you should be just genuine about it. And so I will say this about the whole experience. You loved it. I saw your weekend review. You fucking loved it. Well, I'm going to say it again. All right. So he asked me to go on and then, um, and I saw him a few months before that at a funeral at a, a, a seal. We both, um, a memorial that we both attended and we chatted a little bit there. And that was the first time in a number of years we had seen each other. Um, it'd been a long time. And then, so when he asked me to go on, I purchased both of his books, something I would have never done. I started reading them. I didn't finish them before I went on the podcast. I really wish I would have. And then after the podcast, I finished his books and I surfed some of his presence online and I just looked a little more into him. And, and here's what I really realized. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what he's doing. I really like his message. I really like how he's trying. I believe he genuinely cares about people and making people better. The way he's okay. done it is just not the way I would have. And that's totally okay. For sure. And he's, um, but he's doing a really good thing and he's motivating people and spreading a good message. And, um, a large segment of society rallies behind him fundamentally. Oh, and people so, love him. People on this show, the listeners of this show, if I fucking crack too hard on them, they'll come after me. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you another thing. I, what, what I, I don't know, I don't know him at all. And, and we didn't know each other at all in the SEAL teams. Like we didn't, I met him through CrossFit. Even when we were both active SEALs, we talk about it a little there. We met at a level one seminar that we put on. Um, when, when, Two two things. I would have liked to have seen a little homage to uh, Greg Glassman, a little more respect from him. That's but that's just me. He can he can do what he wants. From who? From Jocko. A statement like like when when his name came up in the in the podcast. I like see he could have said, "Dude, it's, isn't it fucking incredible what's happened? This CrossFit thing's exploded." And the fucking do you think a million lives have been saved? I think saved? he did say you stuff think? like that. Like okay, even okay. if he didn't say okay, uh, okay. even if he didn't say Greg's name, mm -hmm. like whenever you talk about what how, what CrossFit done to <clears> society or or how amazing it is, is a movement as a fitness movement. Like, okay, I could degree, be too sensitive to it. I'm open to that. I think you might be too sensitive that like it's not explicitly said. Okay. Um, and it, I wouldn't expect it to be explicitly said by most people, but him I did. But him I did. But, but Well, but here's the other thing to that point. Yeah. He, as little as we knew each other, which we knew each other to a decent degree, he and Greg even knew each other less. Like – they didn't have much of a relationship. They didn't have, I was at, I was at uh, lunch with them for the only time they ever met each other or hung out in that podcast that he did with you. Yeah. And maybe I'm too sensitive to this too. He implicitly and ex explicitly shared with you some feelings that were less than positive about Greg. I'm not saying that they were derogatory, but they were ambiguously. Do you have any feelings that are less than positive towards Greg? Sure, uh, absolutely. Okay. So then uh, about how, can, how can anyone else not? Why shouldn't but, but anyone they can, else not? But like you just said, he doesn't know him. And like, if you don't know him and you want to look at the big picture of what he's contributed to the world. Okay. It's fine. I, I No, but I mean like. You think I'm being too, you think I'm being too hard on him? Too picky? 
I think you're being too picky. I think you're holding um, him to a standard that's not necessarily um, appropriate because there, there, there wasn't – I think he was incredibly supportive. And look, he was an affiliate for 15 years. Right. That's standing behind Greg. That's okay. standing behind the methodology he created. Um, and he's helping the world. I, 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 he's helped a lot of people. And let me bring up one more thing about him since we got with us, since I'm on a roll here with Jago. When the, when Joe Rogan, someone made a montage of Joe Rogan uh, dropping bombs, dropping derogatory slurs. Okay. And I saw Jocko's response to it. Did you ever see Jocko's response to it? No. I got a big old head. Someone said I got a big old head. And you do have a big head. And uh, I, I, I didn't like that response either. It was He was basically saying... Um, Sevon's love for Greg is a protective type of love. Cool boy. <laughs> He was he was basically saying, "Hey, uh, I like Joe Rogan. He's my buddy, but uh, I'm concerned about his drinking and drug use or some shit like that." And I'm just like, "Dude, like, like at, at that point, it becomes about you. You unfairly have this notion that people should all think like you." Okay, fair enough. And so, like, when people don't act like the way you want, you would think about a situation. Yeah, yeah, you get really, uh, <laughs> you get really triggered. Fair enough. Um, uh, Eaton Beaver, uh, both of you staring up at the ceiling would be a great meme. Great to have you back on the show. Sevon has been like a teenage girl going on her first date. I would like waiting for Dave to, um, come on. He's dropping his shit this morning. And, and one of these was creeping on me. There were spiders all over my house right now. I don't know what's going on. You got a nice office. I, I do. I like this. I clean it up a lot, but you, I like it. Tank Reeves. I know the, the guy who's like, dude, are you going to sweep the floor in here? It's fucking disgusting. It is disgusting for Jesus. But it is nice in here and it's it's a it's a great space. Um Tank Reeves, uh wow, you're on a roll. Speaking of narratives, and by the way, congratulations. It, it, in summation, I'd like to say it was cool seeing you on that podcast. Um it was cool. It was cool. Even if you're have you drank any of his stuff? Any of his on protein? that show, I was actually drinking I had a few sips of one of his I don't know what it was called. A protein or energy drink? An energy drink, which I don't drink energy drinks at all. So that was kind of a – I diverted from that rule. Um, Is it true there's semen in his Gojaco drink? One dollop per 3,000 cans? I can't believe you're still on air. How have you not got canceled? <laughs> um, where was I going to go? With? Oh, he the, earlier, as they were developing the relationship with CrossFit, they sent me a bunch of product. And I – had some of the um where did they send it protein powder to my house and um you gave me your address to your house well the crossfit team our, our team has it and they push it to someone if they ask hey can we send you some stuff I'm like, sure um i had some of the protein powder but i'm like indifferent to all that putting protein powders protein powders protein powder do you take any supplements not really sometimes i do sometimes i don't there's um, nothing you take religiously every single day to aspirin to vitamin c to I've gone through olive oil, olive oil. I've gone through fish oil um, uh, periods where I take a lot of fish oil. I'm not right now. I probably should. Um, taking a lot of olive oil right now. In private, did he ever talk about why he has it took him so long to invite you on? No, dude. I'm not going to be like, hey. He may have told you. He hey, may have bro. Thought, why didn't you ask me sooner? No, he may have told you. He no, may he have, didn't bring it up. We he may have. Uh, go there. Uh, Dave, do you have any thoughts on deep state regime trying to control the masses through nefarious narratives? Uh, Tank Reeves, 550. If I were to have any thoughts on that topic, I for sure wouldn't put them out here. All right. Would you put them out under a pseudonym, a fake name somewhere? <laughs> 
No, I'm in an interesting place. Like you have to understand um, with my, who I am in CrossFit and what, um, what I represent to the community, what I represent to affiliates, how I um, kind of am as ambassador, spokesperson, someone that uh, people look to for leadership at times. I have to be very cautious on taking divisive positions. I can't talk about a lot, I sh nor should I talk about a lot of things that are going to potentially splinter and or fraction or uh, be uh, alienate some affiliate owners or alienate some CrossFitters versus one group versus another. So stuff like that and just polit political stuff and other topics, um, I, I have a lot of opinions on, but I'm not going to go on a platform like this and share them because ultimately there will be some people within our community from one side or the other who feel um, insulted or I shouldn't have said that. So on a lot of that stuff, that's where I just don't go there or just don't talk about it because I don't want to create those moments of um, division. And, and yet you see other people doing it in the public sphere all the time who actually get paid by public tax, do tax dollars. Like who? Like uh, like the conversation we were having earlier about uh, you were at a uh, school event and, and people were saying stuff that was divisive at the school event. Yeah, absolutely. And so th they also don't have communities of people globally who they are. I'm not obligated to them. And, right. And, but I, I respect the relationship I have with them and I want to be able to walk into any box. Well, you kind of are obligated to them. Yeah. But listen, I want to be able to walk to any box, walk into any box anywhere in the world and not have people be like, Oh, that fucking guy, here's his position on this. And I don't agree with that. So right. what's he doing in here? Okay. I, I'd rather be just a radiant so, of light. Yeah. 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 And, and you are and, and, and fuck dude. And I think it's the, it's, it's a, to staying in the center of the circle is the way to go a, a lot of times. So that's but, why but you, you know, this better than anyone. It doesn't mean I'm free of those opinions. It doesn't mean I don't have my own thoughts on things. Um, I'm just very conscientious, conscientious of where I say them or who I say them to and where I express them. And, uh, I was going to give an example of that. Um, so, so the example is the TDC hunts page. It shows a variety of uh, shooting competitions, um, hunting meat, uh, cleaning the pigs, things like that. But, but you won't see a bunch of Second Amendment stuff. Just like yeah, yeah I don't, I don't put the second. I yeah, don't talk okay, about that okay. stuff there. Fair and, enough. And, and, yeah, and here's the other enough. thing too. Yeah. When I have brought that side of my life over yeah. to the other yeah. side, yeah. what has it been yeah. in years past? Not positive. Meaning, it's been people have been pissed off by it. Right. People get upset. Right. And there's people like me, you know, there's, there's people out there. That's a doing, good shot. That is a good shot. I know. Do you know when I saw that picture, I had no idea people actually shot like that. I was like, wow, that's really a position to shoot in. You're, are you following me? Follow me. That, that's not my account. Oh, okay. Follow. Click the button. Click the button. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like by 700. Hey, um, so an example would be, so like there's people out there who do needle exchanges in neighborhoods and they think it's a positive thing. And then there's people like me who are like, fuck you. Why are you doing that? Why are you being a codependent of drug addicts? And so either way, you're fucked. Yeah. People who are thinking you're doing something good, helping people. Hey, not I mean, even AIDS you, and, yeah. even you yeah. within this community, there's yeah. a lot of people who, because of how vocal you are with your positions, who are like, fuck that guy. No. Live in your own echo chamber. <laughs> that echo chamber buddy, give you your feedback. Buddy, trust me. I'm joking. I completely understand. Uh, uh, Jeremy E. World. Uh, Sevon, give this money to Dave for always keeping it real on every level. Mad respect to the real CEO. Isn't he great at answering questions like that too? 
but fucking. He said, he, he told me, he's like, he, he's like, I said, are you nervous at all? Are you concerned? Like, I'm going to fuck you up. He's like, you can't fuck me up before the show. Right. Yeah, I did say that. That's fine. Hey, you can't fuck me up. I can fuck me up. Yeah. I can do something wrong. You're not, there's <clears throat> nothing you could, and it's just, that's why like, I, this podcast format or podcast in general, don't phase me because I know what I'm able to, where I'm able to say no, where I'm able to draw a line like I did with Jocko and there's just things I, I think what this platform Ooh. in general has done to podcasting in general, podcasting in general, people feel like they have to vomit uh, with their um, with their stories, with everything they've experienced. I hear podcasts where people talk about individual conversations and you think it's like this person's like talking like, oh, I'm giving you some info. No, you're giving it to the whole world about a, a personal conversation you had with someone. That's not cool. And like this whole thing, uh, this movement of podcasts has created this, well, vulnerability or opening up on a podcast makes it okay where you normally wouldn't expect to talk about things or shouldn't talk about some things. And then there is for some people, I do acknowledge it's therapeutic, it's healing, it's part of their process. Maybe they're talking about stuff that is um, by sharing their story, they're going to help others. Sure, fine. But again, for me, that's not what I'm trying to do or what I'm about. When did you learn um, how to say no to people? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? Yes, but re-ask it. Uh, one of the lessons I've learned from you in life is uh, I can say no. I don't have to answer that question. No, or just no. Can yep. I borrow your truck? No. Uh, can I have a, a sparkling water? No, it's my last one. Don't touch that. Uh, can I use your computer? No. Yeah, just whatever. Uh, someone if I'm on a podcast, someone asks me a question, I'm not answering that. Like, I don't have to, um, I can say no. And I, and I was like, wow, this dude just says no to shit. And boy, life's so much better when you, and, and you're comfortable with it. You don't even have to be a dick about it. You're just comfortable with it. No, you're just direct. Well, and, most and actually of that one of the byproducts of that was, is that people really respect you. And for I would, the way I was raised is if you say no, or we're too honest with people, people would dislike you and God forbid anyone dislike me. Uh, um, I mean, was there a moment where you? I don't. Taught I you? can't point to a moment. But oh, the, really? Definitely the the my twenties was my formative years for who I am now, and that's when I was active duty in the Navy. That from basically nineteen to thirty two or so. Um, that period, when I reflect on it, the lessons I learned, the people I worked with, the way I was molded, um, really, even to a fault, because there's a lot of pieces of me that are faulty. <laughs> Um, define who I am. And so, and I've had a lot of learning experiences and a lot of things since then, especially through all this um, work and time in CrossFit that have also been very later life formative, but that's foundational. That's very much, you know, um, made me who I am to this degree. And do, do you, do you, see and, and listen, so like that environment was really direct, really like no fluff cut to the chase and yeah say you know even at some of Jocko's points like people should be able to challenge their commanders on uh, certain aspects of missions we couldn't just sit and be quiet and you had to learn how to be very direct and even in call it mission briefings but then out in the field you don't you need to learn how to communicate clearly so you can get your point across um, with all the power that that point needs. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying though? We live in a world of people who don't want to say no, who, who, 
don't know how to say no to when a question's asked them or don't want to do something or it's more it's not even not even say no but it's more like we live in a world where people don't want to be genuine people don't want to hurt the other person's feelings with whatever answer even if it's a yes or a no people are just so um fake to some degree oh and and maybe this is oversimplified but why do you think people respect the fact that you're not like that why do you think um people just well i guess some people don't like you for that yeah i guess it's a double-edged sword some people it is a double-edged sword for that and some people i'm a double-edged sword in that regard some people um love to work with me love to work for me love to rally behind me and others hate me and that's just like do you think that that is the point right there that we're talking about it's just the directness there's definitely style. There's a style thing that some my style resonates with some and does not resonate with others. Uh, is the camera angle Sevon has for the show the reason he's not the media director anymore? So does this, this, this is like does, do I? Someone said something about my head. Does this is that like? Do the, I look, listen? You fucking, is this a bad angle for me, Mister Anthony? He gave you five dollars. Oh, I, oh, thank you, Anthony. Uh, I appreciate the five dollars. Thank you. Also, TDC eats Echo Charlie for breakfast. I really liked Echo Charlie. He was a cool dude. Um, uh, Miranda Alcarez, I do quite a lot of carbs and have to in order to maintain muscle. The fuck is she talking about? Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's my point. Every one of us is distinctly different in how we... But the thing is where the mistake... The yeah, mistake, get her. Get her. What is she talking about? The get mistake her. comes in how people then preach to everyone else. Well, this is what you should do. No, that's your experience. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same. So I don't, I'm not saying Miranda's doing this, but so that's how Miranda eats and that's how Miranda responds to carbs for her to then go on a platform and preach that to, to everyone that I think is not nuanced enough. We're not taking into the reality, taking in the reality of our unique different situations. Fair. Uh, thank you, Miranda, uh, for your kind contribution. Uh, uh, Did she give you money? No, no, just to the to conversation. Give some, Miranda, give yeah, some money. Yeah, come on, Miranda. Uh, Judy Yudkin, uh, any thoughts on why CrossFit didn't allow Froning back as a coach with his athletes at semis? Oh, I don't think Dave's aware of that story. Uh, they did they did offer him to come back. I'll tell you that after they did you do you know that story? Yeah, yeah, they they for sure offered for him to come back right away, and um, I don't want to get into why he didn't come back. I mean, that's his own get him on the show and ask him why he didn't come back, but he, he was definitely given the opportunity to come back. You talked to Froning very often. We chatted a little over the weekend. Uh, oh, you text, did texted. Um, you did. Yeah. About this subject. No, actually he sent me a clip um, of the rock, which was pretty cool. Um, video it- clip, the movie, the rock. Oh, 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 oh. He's my boy. We go way back. You, he is your boy. Yeah. I'm a big Froning fan. The early generation. Like we're tight. Like we're, we have our moments where we're not tight, but you we're do? still brothers. You do? You yeah. Do? Tell I mean, me, tell, I give even, me what's happened. What's happened? Oh, just like, you know, we go, we each go on, we each go our own way at times. And just like, sometimes our paths are really crossed and other times they're not. Um, <laughs> have you guys had any, have you have you yelled, yelled at him? Have you got mad at him? You, you, oh yeah. We've got mad at each other before. I mean, he, he gets mad at you too. Yeah, for sure. But he, we, um, he's almost like a little brother. Who's had? Oh, that then you guys aren't going to be talking for a while now. Uh, who's had bigger fights, you and Rich, or me and you? Well, me and you, because we interact a lot. <laughs> We've had some good ones. Yes, we have. Okay. Um, uh, okay. So uh, Froney was allowed uh, back in um, for a variety of reasons. He did or did not come back in. I think it's because there was an Independence Day marathon on TNT, and he was watching that. Uh, Sarah Cox Super Sticker forty nine ninety nine. Uh, Dave. Um, uh, California Hormones is launching a peptide. Peptides. Peptides, plural. Okay. 
Would you do peptides? Tell me about them. They, they, they can do everything and anything to you and they're not illegal. I don't care if they're illegal or legal. I care more about what they, what the long-term effects of them are going to be. If I'm going to become dependent on them, if I'm going to. Oh yeah, them. me too. That bugs me too. You don't want to become dependent on anything. I don't want to become dependent on anything. I don't want any, uh, I don't want to. Do you think with, happiness comes to... from being the less dependent on everything around you? You think that's the, the, the holy grail of happiness? What? The holy grail of happiness is when you don't need anything. No. No. Oh, okay. That doesn't resonate with me at all. You, you, well, you're, you give up eating. You give up I'm this need. You don't, you don't want to be dependent on, <laughs> on things every single day. Like, like wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be just nice if like you could grow your own hay, breed your own horses and ride your horse from your house to your ranch and not need your car and not need you? No, I really like my car. Oh. I, I, there's some, there's a lot of things that really, a lot of luxuries that I really like okay, <laughs> that are right, afforded right, us. Right. Um, you're not as obsessive I, as I thought you were. I would say this though. Um, I don't know. Just ask your question. I have a I have an injury in here on my on my bicep. I have to look at the screen because the computers are in the way. Yeah, that's how high he has to raise his arm for me to see. And his I arm. think um and I think peptides would help it a tremendous. Oh yeah, we we're talking about peptides. Okay, yeah. so all of that. Um I would rather control my destiny, my health through nutrition and exercise than trying some of those alternative methods. Um obviously I've never fucked with roids or won't do that. Even the hormone therapy stuff. How come? How like how that. come? How come you won't do steroids? It's the same. Well, just scared it'll hurt your health. You don't want to hurt your health. Like you want to be strong, like Hulk, but not like damn, like take days off your life. At the end of the day, that's the not days off my life. But um, that's the equation. I'm gonna do some peptides. In that I don't arm like messing think... with shit like that. And like, oh. I've, I've never used any drugs. And like, there's like, if I've never even, I've never even smoked weed. So like, <clears throat> this notion that I've never used any drugs. You never I'm... went out with a bunch of seals and did coke and bang hookers. No. Oh, okay. And so this notion that I'm going to then inject some steroids into my body, yeah. like that's crossing. I'd rather do coke first. Like, ask me after I've done coke. What's more littered with steroids, the the teams or CrossFit athletes? <laughs> That's a great question. Thank you. Yeah. Next, <laughs> next question. Um, what, what's wrong with uh, soldiers doing um, deployed so soldiers doing drugs? Who gives a fuck? Like, if doing steroids, if it's going to make them better soldiers. I I agree with you. Oh, that was easy. Uh, Sarah, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Uh, you, uh, she's going to try to get a booth at the, uh, games. Oh, cool. California peptides, California awesome. hormones. If she does it, I might go there do my podcast out of there. You aren't going anywhere. If I did, would you come by the booth? Yeah. For so sure. you're going to the games. If, yeah. I'll go. You are going. If you go. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the decision in not going to semifinals this year? I just had a lot going on. I got a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, just with the street parking event coming up and, the wound hasn't healed. No, it's fine. But it's it's a, there's a wound. Of course. Right. But it's uh, good. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah, I got those too. Uh, because of that picture, Sevon is a pop podcast host. Listen, I would fucking love to be a pop podcast host. I as much as I talk shit about Jocko, I would I would switch uh, if Jocko wants to take over my YouTube channel and I take over his, let's do it. Uh, oh, thank you. A uh, Fraser set a low bar. Uh, before we go there, so I want to ask you about your relationship with Tia and Matt Fraser too. Let's start with uh, Tia. And when I say Tia, does it have to be with Shane too? Is it Tia and Shane? Because when I think of them, I think of them as kind of one. No, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Do you have a relationship with Tia? Would you, you ever text Tia just without Shane on, on it? Like, hey, what's up, girl? 
Oh, on a regular basis. I communicate with Tia. I don't communicate with Shane. No shit. Yeah. And I there's can... no like group thread of the three of us. It's just. Wow. So Tia. you'll be like, hey, congrats on the baby. Yeah. And hypothetically, <laughs> I didn't. But okay. yes, <laughs> that's something I could say, but I didn't. Um, uh, and, and, and recently you went out to Nashville for a shooting, comp- a cool photo. shooting competition. And, um, and you left that one as part of your narrative, as part of your People magazine. Will that one make the cut when you go home tonight and, and call the herd? Will that one? Stay? I'm not going to call the herd tonight. I'll oh. wait a little. Will that one make it? Maybe. Yeah, I like that one. Well, here you don't have a picture. So, how is your relationship with her? It's good. Why do you say that? Um, so, here's what I describe as good. We've kept in contact throughout the years, and you got to remember, someone like Tia. I mean, so she was competing in Carson, right? So, like, long time. She's been competing for a very long time. That generation of athlete. There was something called the CrossFit Invitational. There were obviously the open announcements. And so there were these multiple touch points for us to work with and engage with and uh, interact with these athletes. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so close with Josh and Rich, because throughout the years, we had um, a lot of involvement with, with them at different events, even Big Sky. And so T was of that phase where we had uh, team Australia or team world versus team USA. And so we spent more time than just the games events. We spent time together at all of these other things. Like packed into the back of a car, driving somewhere, 4am breakfast, uh, yes. standing in line at the airport, like just intimate shit that you do with like friends and family. You look at after 18, mm-hmm. when Greg dropped the media, got rid of the invitational, got oh. rid of regionals, got oh. rid of all of the, um, took the, took the um, open announcements away from us fundamentally all of these touch points that we had with a lot of athletes went away. And so the major touch point was the games. And um, so there's this phase from 18 to maybe up until even when I left uh, where the engagement was way lower. So the more modern and recent athlete overall, um, even when I was running it, I had very minimal relationship with or interaction with whereas the earlier athlete again like tia especially like rich even camille annie thor's daughter you have a relationship with annie too yeah but that's not like that don't think it's like uh rich or tia but i'm just saying i'm using it as an example i mean you look at even all those names i just said there who did i say i said rich i said annie and i said camille hey jason kalipa and jason check this out yeah all four of them were on level one seminar staff People Tia? don't even realize Tia that. Was? I didn't say Tia. But that, oh. I said I said Jason. I said Rich. I said Camille, and I said Annie. I'm leaving Tia okay. out of this okay. group. Okay. They were all on level one seminar staff. So another area where they worked with us. And so, are those days over? Those days are done. So gone. So gone. So gone. Um, and meaning like so, they were way more ingrained in the community and involved with us because of the amount of events and things we were doing. Those guys I just mentioned. They were, again, on level one seminar staff. Most of them, of that group I just mentioned, 75% of those four uh, were affiliate owners. A few of them, Rich and Annie, actually are still affiliate owners. Oh, and Jason are still affiliate owners. Um, Now you look at this generation of athletes. Most of them are training full-time for this. Most of them are really young. Most of them are not affiliate owners. Most of them are not even CrossFit trainers. Uh, Most of them are just all in on this as a professional sport. So all of that leads to... Tia was part of that earlier phase where we engaged a little more and I got to know her. And then through her success, the last um, number of years, um, obviously kept in contact with her. She was one of the 
the few who stayed in contact with me would check in every once in a while. And uh, you mean after you got whacked? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I would say we have it. And then I spent, so when I went out to Cookville or I went out to Nashville, it was to see them, um, spent the morning with her really good. So had breakfast with her and not Shane, just no shit. And, um, no shit. Was the baby, was she pregnant? She was pregnant. And so we, and she had one of her head trainers with her. And so we spent the morning. Who uh, was that? Do you remember their name? No. All right. We sent them more. <laughs> we sent them. Oh, morning. that person's like, oh my god, I met Dave. Is it he or she? I, I don't want. I know. Listen, I don't want to say what his position is because just whatever, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, but you don't remember his it, name. Yeah. Or you do remember his I name. I don't remember his name, but it. I just don't. I'm, I'm respecting. So there's some things I'm going to respect, like the privacy of conversations, and you know what okay, I mean. Okay. Okay. What did you want to talk about? So we hung out for. Um, we had breakfast. Did she seem out. happy? Yeah, she seemed great. We chatted for um, a while, then we drove to her gym. And we hung out at her gym. We Who drove? Around. Who drove? They did. Oh, did she actually drive? She wasn't driving. Okay. I'm just wondering. She, she was big. And then at the she gym. She was weeks before giving the Yeah, baby. like a week or two. Okay. So she got the seat reclined and like. I mean, you're talking about details that I don't really. I'm into pregnant, I'm into pregnant women. I'm into it's the whole phenomenon, pregnancy. It's, it's a hobby of mine, a fascination of mine. I'm still baffled. You have a show. Procreation's important, buddy. Uh, okay, so so you're close to her. That was fun. I um, I don't know how. I wouldn't say super close, but we stay in contact. Okay, and uh, did you see Shane at all? Yeah. So then when we went to the gym, we actually um, got when we were driving to the gym, we saw him walking down the road. They live nearby, and so he was walking. And then we got to the gym, and he showed up. And I listened to him brief his athletes on their day. It's a monster day. They do a lot of sh- shit. They do a lot of workouts and so um too much did you judge him i mean i i'm not gonna say it's too much because he's training the best in the world and they're able to handle that volume and they're able to go at the highest level was, was brooke there yeah it's was sydney too, there yeah it's too much for the two of us it's what i would do in a week and a half i could take that whole board they had and each one of those would be a single day workout mm. and most of them i'd still have to scale uh, uh how was sydney she was cool I don't know her that well. I, um, we're not close at all. Brooke, I, uh, chat with, talk with on semi-regular basis for, I'd say she's of, of the more modern athlete. And even then, even when you look at her, she's put enough years into where there was that phase where she was part of that same similar cohort. That's Sydney. Do you like, do you have her phone number? Are you close? Like, could you, do you call, do you? You ever text with her? Sydney, no. Yeah, no. Brooke, yes. And you were, I think I remember recently you, I saw a picture. I didn't see it in your Instagram now, but you were with Brooke and someone else, maybe in Florida. I don't remember. Uh, okay, okay. And so, and how is your relationship with Shane? Good? It's, this is all such super superficial. Do you have anything good that happened? Like, did you get to touch her stomach and feel the baby kick? Did Shane tell you, hey, uh, you know, two of our athletes are on steroids. Anything you got? Like, <laughs> no, nothing like any that. secret training. Oh, how about something, any secret training you saw that was like, whoa, I can't believe they're doing that. No. Right. You weren't surprised any piece of equipment. Like they have 25 Versa climbers, anything weird. No. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. And say, well, and uh, now uh, let's move on to Matt Fraser. Okay. Do you speak to him? So for since the podcast, no. And actually from the podcast, we spoke a lot. <laughs> So wait, wait, wait. So what podcast? His Rogan podcast. Right oh. after the Rogan podcast, um, we chatted. 
You and him did. Yeah. I mean, uh, we kind of went back and forth via text and, um, you were critiquing his performance. No, we were just discussing it. Okay. And then after that, were you honest with them about it? Oh yeah. Okay. We were both honest with each other there. After that, we were both, um, he was unhappy with me for certain things and I was obviously unhappy with him for certain things. Right. So we pretty much hadn't, we didn't talk after that. I didn't, you never told me that. That's so weird. And, um, you tell me a lot of stuff. That's pretty crazy. That, that event. No, that's not it. Is that it? That might be it. I did go to his workout at the, uh, Granite games. So a couple years ago, Oh no, that's seven days ago. Oh, that might be from it though. Um, two years ago. Um, I saw him there, said, what's up? We didn't like mend the relationship or anything. So it was working after Rogan. There was a hiccup because of some of the stuff he said on the show. And then it, you, you started the amending process. And part of that mending process may have been a, a, to enlarge the wound. No, there was no starting amending process. Oh, just a yeah. little fight, little fighting. Yeah. Okay. And so shots uh, fired, a little airing, you, out, you, little airing out of uh, grievances okay. essentially. Okay. And, um, here we are a few years later. When you have that, um, uh, so sorry, when you have that um, with him, when you type, are you like, I know that everything that I'm typing, he could possibly screenshot and post or send to my boss or? Yeah, for sure. I know that in anything I do. Okay. I know that in okay. any okay. screen. Yes. Um, but <clears throat> he recently reached out. So about two weeks ago and good on him. He's a bigger man than I am. He texted and said, hey, I just opened up a new gym. Why don't you come? Uh, I'd love to have you come check it out. No uh, shit. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'd love to. And so uh, I'm actually heading out to New York. He he texts you or O'Keefe texts you? No, he did. He reached out. Fucking A. Good job, Fraser. Yeah. And so he was a better man. In and you case. responded? Did you think about not responding and ghosting him? No. No. Huh? Look, at that point, if uh, I'm not going to... When someone reaches out, especially years after, uh, I'll engage. And I could think of a few people you wouldn't. <laughs> I, um, I three come to mind so the uh so yeah um i tried i'm going out to new york in a week and a half i tried planning it around that trip but he's not going to be around so there'll be another time i'll definitely prioritize getting out to his new gym and his facility and touching base with him and hanging out and getting us to a better place it's yeah. it's better it's better for all if we're good you know what i mean do you like that i like it when um wounds heal i like it like th like there's people out there that i've uh um uh that i have issues with but i like it when wounds heal almost always i can't think of one where i'm like fuck i wish we were still fighting <laughs> yeah i mean i couldn't agree more in terms of having positive and healthy relationships with people is a hundred percent better than fighting with people and i'm fucking fight with plenty of people and once you know someone what they're capable of you can part of it is just like what, what you just accept the fact that like okay this person bites and so i'm going to stand two feet away from them at all times and i'm going to like them but i know the i know you, sounds you, like you're describing me well uh, you, you, well you're not you used to be very prickly uh, like there's a friend we have i don't want to say his name i don't know if you will remember him specifically um we don't see him that often anymore but he was a, a pathological liar and then once you accept that you're it's okay but in the beginning it's rough it's a rough entry you're like what the fuck is going on here yeah i agree but there's some other good qualities that you're like okay i'm gonna have to figure out how to accept this yep and or okay and so it's kind of like that right and you've known fraser long enough that whatever you, you it's now it's, it's each person's kind of responsible for taking care of their side of the house right i mean same thing with matt so like when i talk about these athletes in these era like there was a point where we were spending 
a significant amount of time together, open announcements. Um, not really the Team USA stuff. There's the drama behind that. Right. Um, but I, I don't, you know, so listen to this. What's one of the things when I get affiliates together, I tell them. One of the things I'll ask any group of affiliates I get together in local localities, I say, I'll say, who in here, do you guys all have a good relationship? And oh. most of the time they say yes. Like they're not gonna be like, no, fuck that guy. Um, and I say, okay, cool. One of the best things you guys can do for us as a community and as an affiliate owner and as someone flying the flag is get along with the other CrossFit gyms and have a healthy relationship because CrossFit gyms that are getting along in an area um, create an environment that's better for all of us. CrossFit gyms in a given area that are fighting, it just it sends the wrong message to anyone who's interested in CrossFit or, or in CrossFit in general. It's just a bad look for us. It's a bad look for the gyms too. No one it's wants a bad to go look to a, for the yeah, gyms. No one Absolutely. actually likes fighting with another gym. Yeah, it's a bad the, look for the gyms. The members, it's a bad yeah. look for us. It's a bad look for CrossFit. So how could I say that and advise people on that and then not be open to right. talking to right. Matt right. or mending any relationship with Matt? Right. I'd be a hypocrite. So are you going out there? Yeah, I've kind of that's what I've been talking about the last and, and when? Well, I just, I said a few minutes ago, I'm, I was going to, I'm going to. Hey, 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 easy, easy, buddy. But when it works out. In the next month? Probably not the next month. All right. <clears throat> Come on here and tell me I'm not fucking listening. <laughs> Fuck does he think he is? Oh, you know what's crazy about this thing over here? Where is this thing? What are you doing? Do you routinely do this on your show? Yeah, I do whatever I want. Sometimes I call my wife in the middle of the show. Uh, show? Is that? No. Oh, no, no, no. I know where it is. I know where it is. I'm just trying to figure this out. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, um, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, what is wrong with you, dude? Hold on, hold on. Just be patient. Day, 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 Are you playing games? Yeah, just testing it out. See if I could give you some flashbacks. Uh, extra sloppy. Fraser set a low bar. Uh, consider it a victory no matter how you feel. Sincerely, you were great. Next time, let Sevon tag along. I'm not, I'm not. Fraser set a low bar. I don't know what that's in reference to. Fuck, we missed it. I wait, waited too long to get to these comments. I apologize. Um, Dave got a big old head, huh, Sevon? Yeah. He, a huge head. It's not, it's not my favorite on guys, but on girls, I really like a big head. Um, did Dave watch? Is that a thing? It's like it's something you talk about on a regular basis, big heads. Yeah, you know who Gal Gadot is, or Bethany. You know, Bethany Shadburn got a big old head. I find big heads attractive. Okay. Uh, did Dave watch Fit Wars? What's that? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> will he be in Pasadena? We have the Fitness Freedom event here this weekend, so undecided. Priorities. Do you view uh, street parking as a competitor? Of who? Of CrossFit? No. Keep your enemies close. <laughs> They're not. They're not our enemies. All right, just checking. Just checking. Uh, Dave is Sevon easier to be friends with now compared to when he worked at CrossFit? Eric Wise. I'm truly surprised we still are friends. I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I second that. <laughs> I I and here's the reason why because we used to talk about work so much and I thought that when I didn't work there anymore we would have nothing to talk about but for, now we have we still find tons of shit to talk about. 
we've been talking about olive oil. Like you've been just chewing my ear about olive oil. I don't know how you got me so into olive oil. For those of you who don't know, you are launching the olive oil, yeah. right? Yeah. And sure. I saw the bottle on your um I saw oh there it is. Yeah. Look at yeah, fuck I yeah. I had props. I brought the bottle. So. Oh shit. Yeah. Is that one full? Yeah, that one was full too. Are you leaving that at my house? No. I got to I got to <laughs> I got to package it. I got to label it. So I'm not giving uh, you a clean empty bottle. I got to put the label on. So my label's being made currently. Look how excited Caleb is. Caleb wants that. You want that, huh, Caleb? I can see Caleb. You can you see Caleb down there below? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got all perky. Everyone's going to want so, one. So check this out. This initial oh, batch. Dude. So for the street parking event, I'm having um, my logo and the street parking logo on the olive oil. And uh, I have 100 bottles that we're selling there. And this is the debut, the first time I'm launching this to the world. I've partnered with a guy, a local guy, a local grower. He has 1,100 trees in uh, Hollister, so about 25, 30 minutes away from me. He picks them. He and his wife pick them. And then they take them to San Ardo where they have them processed. San Ardo is about an hour away. And, um, and then it's bottled and packaged, labeled, and then I'll sell it. So, But here's the cool thing. So it's all locally sourced, all locally grown. There's no, you know, you've told me this and I looked into it and it's true. The olive oil is, the olive oil industry is incredibly corrupt. There's a ton of cutting and uh, dilution that goes into olive oil because it's such a essentially precious commodity. And um, this from, from the tree it grows on to when it's picked to where it's processed, like we have complete control of the whole system. So this is some authentic shit. But the cool part is, can I post the label right now? I'm sending the label to. Uh, can I show the label? No, on no, the no, I don't show the label. I haven't. Okay. I haven't shown. Okay. I, that was okay. a, that okay. was an internal okay. thing. Okay. That was an internal thing. Susan, if I accidentally sent that to you, don't post it. I was just about to send it to you. I, I want to launch that in a grander scale. So whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! What the fuck does that mean? So this is tins. So this is a. This is a. Uh, so this please is a, don't get any of that on my computer shit over there. There's this paper is a, over there. Please do not a, get uh, any of that oil anywhere over there. This is a 200 milliliter bottle. Uh huh. I'm tripping. Yeah, keep it on Dave for a second. This is a 400 milliliter tin. When I launch this to actually, <laughs> when I launch this to, for people to order, uh, I'm going to launch in this tin concept. So uh, I still don't have the tins yet. I'm still working on sourcing those. That's a 400 milliliter tin. This is a, um, this is one liter. So it's kind of, I'm not going to go that big. I'm going to do 500 milliliter tins. Is there oil in that? There's oil in all of these. These guys, 43 Ranch, they're the ones who actually process it. They're in San Ardo. They put theirs. They do their own. They put theirs in tins. I saw the tins, and I was like, that's perfect. That's great for um, – it'll look good with my theme, my logo, and everything like that. So I'm really excited about this, and I'm really excited about it just because it's execution of an idea. And what I mean by that is I've been talking for years about doing this and I've I didn't do it. And I was just, it was fundamentally, I'm like, I'm all talk. And finally, recently I was like, all right, you need to execute on this idea. You've talked about it and you haven't put any weight behind it. And so I just decided to uh, make it happen. And um, even if it flops, even I, I don't even care. I don't care if I don't make any money. I don't care if I uh, don't sell any bottles. I'm just happy that I actually did it. These are actually, these are the labels too. This isn't the label, but basically this is what's being made right now. These labels. And then I'll, I'll have to all start. anyone gives a fuck about is how can they get one? Well, so the street parking one, the first batch, this hundred bottles is going to be sold at the street parking event. Um, 
the the tins, that's probably a couple months off. What's your What's your wife say about it? I know she's a like a uh, oh, top tier cook chef. Is, is she Is she What does she say about all this? Just super excited and happy that I'm excited about it. And is she really doing the work? No, I mean uh, for these. So this set here for this hundred. I'm going to get 100, actually 200. I'm getting 200 of these labels, not this label, but my own, printed. And we're going to have to spend Thursday night and Friday night putting these on the bottles. And so look, now it looks like a real olive oil bottle. And we'll do that. And these will be, this is the actual olive oil. Will you have your daughters do it? Probably not. Uh, we'll see. Um, for future offerings, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to use tins and I'm going to purchase the tins where I source them from. And they're going to come packaged and with or i'm sorry labeled and then i'll send them actually to this guy in san ardo you look like a hand model he'll take the oil that i'm purchasing from hollister and then he'll put it in the bottles cap it seal it and then um but so the big thing is i'm gonna order these tins with my label already on them when i receive them so i'm not spending the time putting labels on bottles because i don't have the time to do that um also hey dude but, you're, those are gonna sell like fucking crazy isn't the tin look so fucking cool dude like i I'm, want that I'm really so bad I'm is really rogue excited. gonna sell that I, t I talked to bill about that uh no shit does rogue sell olive oil yet no Any no oh my I mean, god i have like you have to understand how low expectations i have at this point like um, I'm ready to subscribe. I want to do four a bottle every three three months. Are you gonna have subscriptions? You don't I even should, have. It. I should. I, I should put that into play. Yeah, I don't even have my website up yet. I don't. Even, I don't even have a name for this shit. So the the. Uh, Why are you rushing it? Um, just because you to, for street parking. Just because like you're like, hey, this has to get done. Yes, I'm rushing it to say I did it and like I executed on that goal. Like you look at the things I've done throughout life, even becoming a seal. Like I dropped out of college, enlisted, and pursued that goal, and I like went after it. I feel like this is one of the few things that I've talked so much about and done nothing with that now I'm actually executing on it and making something happen. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, Susan, uh, what's the most wealthy uh, olive oil company in the world? I want to see how much money Dave has to make. It's probably like Cisco or some shit. Like no shit. No. Like, <laughs> I think that these mass producers are privately owned olive oil company. What's even amongst, even amongst the smaller labels and the smaller brands, there's corruption and, um, issues going on so you got to be really careful in this world hey and, do you think that um uh do you think you're cooler than everyone else because you're not doing coffee i don't think i'm cooler than everyone else i think i'm just more uh i'm just it's okay if you do i think you kind of are i'm taking a path not did you just fart no i just a chair oh. i'm taking a path not traveled in the crossfit world meaning no one in crossfit in this community everyone not everyone a lot of people have done um that's just a chair. It sounds like your stomach. Jesus Christ. A lot of people have done coffee. Uh, I'm not doing coffee. I'm doing something original and that's perfect for who I am. Like, yeah, I like to travel the path he's traveled. And also like, again, with all my efforts and what I do now and how I'm eating so in line and so perfect for uh, who I am in my story and what I, what I represent. I forgot you were in the room for a second. Um, uh, uh, I don't even know what that means. What do you mean by that? I just forgot you were over there. I thought I was. You were at home. I freaked out when <laughs> I was there. That's the fucked up part of this. <laughs> you guys, Jay, help him out. Fix this. Uh, hey, um, uh, Greg Glassman has uh, an orchard of olive trees. Uh, have you have you contacted him and considered harvesting those? They're they're right by your house. 
No, I haven't. And actually, um, I think that it's more, there's more to it than just that. Like the, you can't just go there with a the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually after picking them, you have one day to get the maximal freshness out of them to take them and have them milled processed. Um, so no, I haven't talked to Greg about his olive trees, but you will. No, I'm, I'm, he's coming to town in a few days. It's going to come up. I'll video you. I'll tape that. That would be a good Instagram post. Uh, Allegra R four nine uh, four ninety nine. Thank you. I love it when you have Dave on. I hope you have a kick ass time at fit, Fitness Freedom, Dave. Uh, bummed I won't be going. I love it when I have Dave on too. Uh, Barry McCockiner, uh Hookers are very nice people. Um, uh, Unsporty Beth, uh, Dave. Uh, alcohol is a drug. Oh, here we go. Uh, Miranda Alcaraz, twenty dollars. I took this from my Roids fund. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miranda, for supporting my little friend. I, uh, I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm envious of your olive oil thing. God, so great. Hey, why don't you sell programming? <laughs> one, of, one of my friends told me that he sells, he sells programming. He never ad- advertises it, and he makes $3,000 a month. He has 150 people signed up, and he charges uh, $20 a person. Uh, yeah, he makes $3,000 a month. I mean, he, he's passionate about it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he's he's crazy passionate about it. So I worked for you. Had, you had a whole fucking Cross. room with all workouts, and you have a whole workout programming room too. So I worked for ranch. CrossFit, right? So, and one of my roles with CrossFit is programming, right. and it would be a conflict of interest if I were to sell programming. Hey, what, what if what if what olive if before, oil? I can sell olive oil. I can right. sell t-shirts and hats. <clears throat> um, what if um. What if a God, please don't spill that over there. That I'm get, I felt got a little anxiety. This one's open. This is the only one that's open. I don't want to talk to you about it. Um, Opened. It's not open currently. Um, what did you, did you think about doing it when you were uh, laid off? Yeah, I had to. I mean, it's God, like, you should have done that. And then you could have just like grandfathered that shit in. Yeah, you're right. I should have. <laughs> uh, I think I could. Yeah, of course I've thought about doing program programming, right? Like, would I have people subscribe for my programming if I were to program? I imagine so. So, like, um, and and the thing is, to your point of your buddy who has three thousand, three thousand, one hundred and fifty. He has one hundred and fifty. He never advertises ever, and and he makes three thousand dollars a month. I mean, like, he's like you. He like thinks he's like constantly thinking about that shit. And I know you had the two rooms at the ranch, the one by where the safe is, and the other one under the stairs. Where there was just programming shit. Yeah. Um, could I get 150 subscribers? Probably. Could I get 500? Sure. And then at the those numbers, like, yeah, very quickly, that turns into something that's... Um, Lucrative. Yeah. Uh, good security. Um, can I do that in my current position? No. Is it something I thought about while I was gone? Of course. And it's actually something I didn't, I didn't want to go there. At first, when I got fired, I was like, ah... People were like, hey, put some program out, do that. And I didn't. And actually, now there is kind of like, I didn't because I didn't want to go down that route at the time. Now I'm more um, accepting of trying that. At some, if I don't work for CrossFit again, if I'm not doing CrossFit at a certain point, guess what? I'll probably try programming. Like, why not? Why not? Uh, I'm really good at it. I'm really passionate about it. I like it. Um, I know some people would get some benefit out of it. So, uh, but yeah, currently, are you going to be programming for the games? I'm not programming the games. Are you going to be programming the games? I'm not programming the games. Are you going to be programming the games? 
I'm I, not programming the game. This year, you're not programming the games. Yeah. So at the, there was a press conference in Orlando this weekend, and someone asked, um, I think it was maybe it was even Caleb. Oh, it was Caleb. Uh, Caleb asked uh, the Savon podcast, our correspondent, uh, asked um, Adrian what your role is. And he said that in a, in a summation, he said that there was different departments that did programming, obviously like CAP, main site, the games, and that basically your role was to oversee to make sure all of those people who were offering program to the public were collaborating. That was your job as part of training. Is that an accurate description? Yeah, mostly uh, collaborating. And also, I think uh, speaking the same language, getting on the <clears throat> same page, kind of following principles and just being one unified front. Uh, it, it's going to take a little time to make that happen, but definitely um, showing up in a call it consistent voice, consistent look uh, is is something I'm looking to do with in this role. And that being said, we might we're offering cap. We're offering uh, there's there's a bunch of different elements. If Dave Castro was to start selling programming. That'd be totally inappropriate. When when Rosa pulled you out of the training department and just put you in games, you used to do both. You 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 co-directed uh, training with uh, Nicole Carroll, and then you also ran the games. Did you know that that was a mistake? <laughs> uh, what do you mean as a mistake? Uh, did you know that that wasn't the best thing to do to pull you out of training? That for whatever reasons that like like I think it was a mistake because of because of what both of you offered as a team. This is not a dig at Nicole at all. I, I think the fucking world of her uh, in terms of her leadership and her capabilities running that that team. But I know that the team was very fond of you. I know they saw it as yours and Nicole's team together. And I think that it was a huge hit on morale and uh, in, in in the elements of what made that team great. Having you know uh, you and Nicole there, I think it was a mistake. And I think I think I've never talked to you about this, but I think that you think it was a mistake too. I'm I curious. really, when I was um, pulled out of that team, I really felt that. Um, I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but I lost connection and missed it. And I really care about, I cared and still do care. And now I have the opportunity to run that team again. And I'm honored to do that. Um, I felt like I, it was a significant piece of my journey in CrossFit and who I was. And it was more defining of me, I believe personally and professionally mm -hmm. than the game stuff. The game stuff is incredibly defining of me public facing. And that's what like I'm known for and for even up until before I was fired 21 or whenever that was, um, I was known as the games guy, but up until, so when did he sell? What year is that? 20, 21, 2020, I think 2020 up until that point, those people who knew me and worked closely with me knew how involved and how much time and effort I put into the training side of things, knew how passionate I was about, um, all of that. I mean, up until 2020, right or wrong, I scheduled and posted every single level one, level two seminar we ever did. And oh, I say right around. God damn. What, what up until when? Till like the shit went down. And um, I say right. Will you explain to people what that is? That is fucking nuts. I say right or wrong because early on people were saying, hey, you should turn over scheduling to someone else. Worldwide, you were scheduling level ones up until 2020. Yeah, every single so I'll, I'll put one here in Cookville, that one, and you yeah. would do the calculations and you'd figure I'll put one here in London. Yep. Okay, well, let's try one yep. just with one guy in the Amazon forest. And, 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 and same thing for staffing. And pretty much every seminar going on, um, maybe earlier than 2020, I, I turned crazy. that over a little, but staffing 
um, all the seminars too. And so like, it was a passion. It was something that meant a lot getting to select and, and identify areas where we're going to go into or grow or taking in requests, listening to our country managers on where we should host and, and then developing that team, working with that team. That was all significant to me. That all meant a lot. I didn't realize how much I'd miss it until like five or six months after, you know, I was just running the games and then the, I, that's a shitty job, dude. What is the one that you like? Which one? Scheduling. Uh, uh, that, that's hard work. That's tedious, monotonous. But there's some daily discipline in it that I really enjoyed. And like every morning, I was looking at the course post numbers to where I remember two things I want to say. And the system, here's the thing totally understated and totally undervalued. But the systems we put in place to measure, track, observe, follow, all of that is incredible. And like they're shitty ass, the, the tech behind them is pretty, it's not great. And our current tech team has to work all those issues out because it's not great. But like, I have a lot of pride in the efforts over the years that we did putting all that stuff together. I have as much pride in that as I do, frankly, in what I did in creating and nurturing and developing the games over the years. I, I uh, two stories. And feel free to uh, correct me or say, "Hey, I wish you wouldn't have shared those stories." Two stories I remember. I don't remember what year it was. Two thousand twelve, two thousand fifteen, two thousand ten. I don't know. But you, I remember you got a second monitor or you got a big monitor, and I was on the phone with you, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm so happy." And I go, "Why?" And you're like, "I can finally see the whole schedule now." On, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I also remember about six months after Rosa pulled you off and you know, we talk, uh, you and I talk a lot of shit and it's not like we don't have an intimate relationship, but we fool around a lot. And you would call me and I think the word was with purpose. You're like, Hey dude. And I go, what? And you're like, I fucking really missed the training department. I go, why? He goes, cause I, I was getting purpose from there. And I never kind of ever had heard you talk like that. Hey, I, I mean, like, with training, like we're planting the seed and we're exposing CrossFit to new audiences. And there's people sitting in those chairs when our trainers are talking to them that are going to walk away and you know this as well as anyone else, their personal life is their life is going to be changed. And then they're going to go out and they're going to affect anywhere from two to if they open up a big affiliate and are successful, 200 to 500 people. And so that all starts in the training department and in the seminars and in the effort we're doing. And then you take a look at like the level two and how they're improving people's training capabilities and working with them as as trainers to give a better experience to the, uh, to the actual members. And it's all, it's all super rewarding in, in the daily application of it, the daily, like the weekend, 51 weekends a year, 50, 50, not 51, 50 week. We take off. I don't know what they're doing now, but we used to take off new year's weekend and Christmas weekend, only two years weekends of the year that we took off doing seminars. We didn't even take off the games weekend. And here, that's the other piece. Like I was the games guy. And instead of saying, we're going to shut down all our seminars so that we can just focus on the game. I was like, no, we need to keep doing seminars and keep doing them around the world. Because the reality is, and I, and I, I challenge this a lot internally, even just because the games come around or the semifinals come around or anything comes around, we can't all just stop and focus on that. There's a massive other piece of this puzzle that's still ongoing. In this case, I'm talking about the execution and the delivery of seminars and we're doing seminars all around the world. So, um, I remember one time Nicole said, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but she goes, the only week that we take, you know, the, the joke is obviously, well, I'll tell you in a second, uh, she said the only week we take off at CrossFit is games week. And the joke was, is because she knew that none of us really took it off 
because we were all working our fucking ass off. Yeah. But it was like, it was kind of like a, a, just a momentary shift. But, but there were even L1s going on at the games. Mike Olivas, pool boy, buddy, local guy, ripped, ripped Mexican dude. He just said, uh, I enjoyed my level two more than I enjoyed my level one. I totally agree, especially as coaches or someone like him who's as passionate about coaching and changing people's lives as he is. Uh, the level two is something so special. The level two by, should within months after starting your coaching journey, not after going to a level one, but after starting your coaching journey, because they're very different. You can go to a level one and not coach anyone. Oh, you pulled up Mike. You could go to a level one and not coach anyone. That's his name, Mike. Yeah. I just know him as Pool, pool boy. boy. Isn't that funny? Why, does he, why do they call him Pool Boy? I don't know. Super cool, dude. Okay, back to your uh, level two pitch. Sorry. Um, within months of starting your training journey, and again, I'm saying the training journey is different than the level one journey because you can go to level one and a majority of people do just for the experience, just for the information, just to be exposed to CrossFit from call it the mothership. And it could be months, even years, or maybe even never before you start your journey as a trainer. So once you decide to become a trainer and actually start training people, within months of that decision, you should definitely attend a level two. Call her high. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, good. I like Miranda's <laughs> comment. This is going to be crazy. Brace yourself, Dave. Who is it? I have no idea. I didn't, uh, What's up with the voice? Is that I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt important level one, level two talk. I do have important questions for Dave. Okay. That, that, this doesn't sound real, does it? Hold no, on. this I'm is sorry, this like, is this hey, is from uh, CIA say. headquarters. This is going to yeah, be crazy. Hey, no, you, I would just hang up on the fucking guy. <laughs> Are you fucking wait, kidding? Wait, 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 wait. Hold I'm, on. Not, I'm not hanging up on you. Don't worry, I ain't scared of you. I'm SEAL Team Seven. How many times does Dave think he's gonna beat by Alcos at Freedom for coming? Oh, you're breaking up so bad, brother. Stand, stand on oh, one foot no. and, and hold us. I love your uh, audio effect. Okay. You're breaking up. Are you Q? Are you Qanon supporter? What's Thank up you, with Shana. you? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear? Me? Yeah. So how many times do you think you can get Huli and knockout fitness coming up? Oh, soon? okay. He wants to know. He wants to know <laughs> who's gonna. <laughs> he wants to know who's gonna win in knockout. Um, uh, Dave or Julian at the um at the fitness festival. By the way, you don't really need tickets to that. Everyone just show up at the ranch. You're good. You're all good. Uh, Everyone gets free if you down. buy a bottle of olive down. oil. You get free entry. He's just good. <laughs> he's just good looking. He doesn't have any game. It's all just, show, no go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you for keeping that somewhat safe. I was worried. God, okay. Thank you. And the earth is flat. Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, Jen uh, Vaccaro, uh, thank you. $9.99. Dave, I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, Boz and JB uh, out, Dave and Sevon in. Dave's already in. Dave's already in. Uh, um, Thank you, Mr. McCockner. And and, and I love uh, Mr. Boz. Um, God, two questions here. Finish, finishing up the conversation with the level one and then back to programming uh, for the games or just programming in the company in general. Um, is there anyone who's in charge of strictly driving the L1? Are, you know that I am deeply passionate and genuinely sincere about my commitment to the level one and it being just fucking one of the most important things that we can get out there in the world. Well, at this is point- there someone who's just like, like, because I personally could increase your sales by 10%. Do it over a twelve month period. Do it. 
I got other shit to do. I'm, I, I interviewed a girl with giant boobs today, this morning, or last night. Who? Uh, Ty Emery, fighter. I don't know who that is. Oh, she was fucking awesome. Uh, but I could, and everyone knows I can. You know I can. Everyone knows I can. Do you have someone in that position? Well, at this point, um, just to drive s- seminars. I'm gonna. Take we a- didn't have that. We didn't have that when I worked there. I'm just curious if you guys have it now. Even a creative, when, a creative fuck, man. Would you stop interrupting me? You move, now, I'm, now I'm done with your question. Too much interrupting. Next. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Now, now you know. The programming at the games, have you seen have you there's some there's some things, the double cross the uh, um uh, double under crossover, the um the the parallettes to handstands, uh, they did the pirouettes in the semifinals. Are, are you do you find any of those problematic or cringe when you see them? Or, or there was a there was a ring complex where um, I think a lot of us were like, oh, it's just it's it's just too much. It was you had to wear a ruck, and then you had to do a toes to bar, and then you had to do a muscle up, and then you had to do a dip. So for every one of those, to answer to answer your question for every one of those, I cannot assess or evaluate or give my opinion on programming, and I especially event programming, one hundred percent event programming, in isolation of the entire picture, and so like. Before I'd say anything about any of those, I would have to be intimately familiar with what's going on in the entire weekend. Okay. And like, if in, and I, and this isn't the call for that. And I don't want to do that. And I'm not. Okay. Gonna... So let me do, well, let me, let me then take it just a takeaway then. If there was something so preposterous, <clears throat> like it was getting dressed up as a clown for time, you could speak on it. So none of those are so preposterous that you, that, that they don't just stand out to you and be like, yeah, no matter what, that doesn't fit. Well, again, seeing the whole picture and also seeing how many other, I need to, so you know this, like I'm a very visual programmer. Yeah. Like even right now when I'm looking at it, like I'm trying to look around, like I put everything out and I write different letters to different, for different movements and stuff. I would have to see it. Uh, I'd have to see the complete picture. I'm not going to comment on it now. Fair enough. Uh, Juiced Games, 999. I can listen to Dave Castro talk endlessly. He's an awesome dude. I didn't agree with every decision he made for the games, but you can always understand why he made them. Oh, that's cool. Also, thank you for your service. Thanks. Please ask Dave about Alexander Carone. Nah, I don't know. If I go into the weeds with him, he'll, he'll he, no, I can't do that, but thank you. Uh, Fran, uh, Franco Morris, uh, 799 Australia. Um, the Dave Castro is the man. Adrian is doing a good job, but I think I speak for everyone when I say we miss having him run the open semis and games. I agree. I, I think that the, uh, I think a lot of the criticism that I maybe have had for Adrian, uh, uh, the, the things have turned out very, very um, nicely especially the final event. What do you think about this? Let me ask you about this. I think that having runners, I'm, I'm starting to get really disgusted with machines. Were you ever disgusted with machines? Like, like for example, the final, the final movement for one of the workouts uh, this weekend was an 800 meter run. And then the winner of that 800 meter run won the event, but they're all on runners. So we, we can't even, they're not doing shuttles. There's not running around a chat track and jockeying. And so it doesn't seem like competition or a sport to me. Does any of that shit ever irritated you when you were programming the games or semifinals? You're like, what the fuck are these too many machines? Yeah. Machine for in general. Yes. I tried not to overdo it with machines. I wouldn't say they annoyed me, but um, it looks more like a test than a competition. 
Yeah, and there's a big difference. Um, I'll say this. To what you just described, there's probably a better – I would – on a workout like that, I would prioritize a race finish and a visual that's clear and um, super intuitive for someone to look down and see. I used to say this thing for all the workout. Like I believe I was really good at laying out workouts and seeing how they would play out. Like through all the years, if there's one thing I got really good at, it was – visualizing and thinking through and seeing the race. I had this saying that I told myself when I programmed games, workouts, or, or any of these workouts, I believe you as a fan in the Home Depot Center should walk away, be able to grab your hot dog, come back and sit in your seat and be able to look and see who's winning. And if you can do that, I'm doing a good job at the programming. Um, and that's mm, kind mm. of the visual I was looking for. And, you know, you've heard me say this too. I used to also always call it a slow motion horse race. And so fundamentally, I'm a big fan of the Derby and, and uh, the Preakness and the Belmont, just those races, the Triple Crown, no other races. I like watching those horse races. And, and so what we have is we have, they have the gates and the horses launch and they run around the, and it's the easiest most intuitive thing all running races like that are it's super spectator friendly you, we we can't be unless it's a race but for most of our stuff we do have gates just like they do we have we have lanes and uh we can show a race it's just about laying it out with that in mind to do that um so for me i put a lot of thought and effort into how visually the workouts played out uh, I I love that. The, uh, 144 clip it. Uh, that's good. That's good to go. Uh, this is a great question. I think it's, it's I, I can't tell if it's a joke, but it's, I think it's an important question. Uh, Dave, is the ranch olive oil going to be safe for sport labeled or do we have to worry about being tested? Uh, is That's an interesting question. You're of course sa- it's safe. It's olive oil. It's organic. It's organic. I know, but are you going to have, oil. are you going to have it go since there are going to be so many athletes purchasing it? Are you going to have it tested for like to see if there's like, rad 44 or whatever ricky pop for in it no there's no. no there's no nefarious things going into this no performance enhancing elements performance enhancing olive oils. uh the the olives of wrath oh i like it uh rob miller sorry just uh wondering why does andy stump seem to be so hated in this community rob miller five dollars i don't hate him all right there you go uh, thank you for your money rob uh, castro oil, no charge for that, but you have to let me design the label. Oh, $5. I'll probably get sued to shit if I go with castro oil. <laughs> I like it, but I don't think I can pull that off. Uh, extra sloppy. It sounds like Frazier uh, mentioned affiliating. Oh, do we have a courtship of affiliation going on? Very astute, Mr. Sloppy or Mr. Sloppy. We'll just see how that all plays out. Uh, uh, hopefully it's not called uh, Castro's oil as people might mistake it for castor oil. That was kind of in line with the other comment. Yeah. And that guy didn't pay for it either. Do you do this section when you run out of questions or witty things to say? No. it's The people are at pay me money. I'll do anything for money. A castor oil ex-CEO collab mini tins Altoid size. Oh. Travel. Little travel. Uh, travel tins. Shana Medeiros, Justin affiliated. Justin Medeiros is affiliated. Is Jim. Congratulations. I need to come check it out. Is he in California? Let's see what she says. Oh, 
I don't know where is where is why he? would he affiliate? It's not like people are gonna drop in there. Because he's proud to pl- fly the flag. Where you he's saw sh- you saw his mom's post somewhere? It's right there. It's right in front of us. Oh, just affiliate. Wow. Hook a brother up. Does he get that for free? He should. Dave? What? He does he get that for free? I don't know. I you, do you I think he should? Um, yeah, sure. The champ. Double no. double champ. Maybe pay him three thousand dollars to affiliate. <laughs> Um, uh, Philip Kelly does cap. That's the programming offered. Uh, well, now given for free by CrossFit. By the way, congratulations! I think that's really cool. Does cap take away from Greg's claim that the cream will rise to the top with regards to coaching and programming for your own affiliates? Oh, look at Dave! You were ripping on my questions, and then this person writes, "Sevon brings the questions." I do. I have pages and pages. Don't listen to Dave. Cap, Davey, cap. I don't even understand the question. I don't understand the question either. I'm no. thinking about it. I, I think that he's kind of talking about in terms of gyms being in the same market and competing against <laughs> each other. I don't think he was with that phrase and that comment, not the not the commenter, but Greg. I don't think Greg was talking about via programming. People still have to execute on cap. They have to read it and then they have to. The, the cream will rise to the top concept for Greg was about coaching and about quality and about experience and about just the better gym in the area is going to be the one that thrives. Um, well, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really understand the question, but yeah, I think that's right. The cream will rise to the top of just whoever's fucking nicer to their clients. More so than nicer. I mean, like also delivering results, but nice is part of it. And I also think it gets you to the 51 yard line. Okay. Just, just being present when, when okay. someone walks in the but room the saying hi piece, to them. I think the guy's conflating some ideas of Greg. Like it, the question doesn't make sense. Um, in your weekend review, someone said something about, hey, I went to the MDL1 or we hosted an MDL1. That's a uh, level one that's just for doctors. And I just wanted to tell you that the, the information inside of that level one is identical to the L1 that non-medical doctors take. And you answered the question with, yeah, they are. The, you answered it really nice. They are the same. And um, it's really just to get the doctors together. Listen, fucking people. These are my words, not Dave's. You have to fucking understand that I went to the doctor a few months ago to Kaiser and they gave me a pamphlet on how to live a long life. And one of the things in there was cook with canola oil. The vast majority of doctors aren't even, even remotely equipped with the knowledge that is the cure for the world's most vexing problem that the L1 presents. It doesn't need to be tweaked at all for doctors. It's just a place because those doctors become so unique in their situation of knowledge compared to the rest of the field. That's what's really going on, right? Once you once you're a doc, you're an outcast basically once you're a CrossFit doctor, right? I wouldn't say outcast. Well, people are going to think you're crazy. Uh, what I need you to do is instead of taking insulin, I need you to exercise and and, and reduce your carbs. You're definitely not mainstream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're way off the fucking beaten path. So I just want people to know that that, that like the the L one is profound. It's 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 red pill. It's red pill. Uh, Jeremy, whether you like it or not, it's red pill. Like, like for all the uh, – tomorrow. Remind me to tell you about um, crossfitting liberals. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> world, $5. I met Dave in 2017 in Milwaukee. He ain't lying. He was more passionate talking about the L1 training stuff than he was about the games. Um, Will Brandstetter, uh, we can tell Dave is good at organization because when he left the games, they can't organize and plan anything right. Oh, be nice, be nice, be nice. I, I don't vet these. I just read them. Oh, so like, look, uh, Shannon Medeiros. We need more Dave, but please, is there a way to push CrossFit kids so kids can learn the methodology? 
my kids are grown up, but I think it's important. Um, I beat the district doors to send the message. Hey, like on this topic, I agree a hundred percent with Greg and I've realized it more over time. As you get older and more seasoned and wise. Institutional insertion of this is never going to work. It has to come through. It's not going to come through federal mandates. It's not come through federal programs. We, We have to have, we have to create more ambassadors. We have to create more passionate people. We have to create about it. We have to create more PE teachers, more people who are on, on an organic level introducing CrossFit to their cohort, be it what, be it PE teachers, be it soldiers. Hey, this army effort, we have a big ambassador who's well um, seen great results with CrossFit. And so we're applying it to a bunch of his soldiers. A, a three-star general. Yeah, a three-star general. And so my point is, Again, this idea of institutional adoption or so I'm not trying to discredit your idea, idea Shane. I think it's very important. I think we should strive to um, get CrossFit exposed to more children. But the way it's going to be most effective is through passionate people in localities, passionate people in their own environment, in their own ecosystem, call it um, advocating for pushing for implementing the programs. Uh, Mike o- Oliver, AKA pool boy seven. How do you not know my actual name? It's literally written here. Cause I just see, I just look at pool boy and then I look at your body and I just put the two together. Uh, Mad Marv, uh, most people have to take a pause to avoid answering questions, to avoid responding with emotion. Dave is such a pro that he rolls with logic and reason without hesitating. I don't know about that. <laughs> I was waiting. A uh, Logan Mars, uh, Kill, fuck, marry, Sevon, John McCain, Rich Froning. Jeez Louise. You know, the only two people on the show have never answered that. Those when they're posted to them is you and Josh. That's funny. People fucking answer those? Yeah, I answer them all the time. <laughs> I do anything for $1.99. Uh, Parker, four ninety nine. Is there any movement Dave had planned for the games that he never got to implement? Wow, great question. That's better than some of my questions. That was good. Yeah, fucking lutely. There were, oh, there were things. Yeah, I mean, I had a whole, you got to understand, like when I used to say I was programming two, three years, four years out, that wasn't, uh, that was a genuine statement. And so there were multiple years where I had things that could have been, but just had to get slid to the right. This was, and then there were other things that like, yeah, in two years, we're for sure doing this. So, and I had a board prior to getting fired that had all the future things. And then it took a while, maybe five or six months after getting fired. I finally deleted it. I just fucking said, fuck it. It's done. Oh, God. Hey, did you have stuff that you're like, hey, this is so fucking hard. I'm going to have them do this this year, this this year, then this this year, and then they'll be able to do it? Not, I didn't think of it in terms of so fucking hard. I, I don't think of things in hard. I think of things in like fundamentally I bias towards um, is this going to be a good test to test work capacity across broad time and modal domains with movements that move large loads, long distances, and quickly. I would revert back to our core principles more often than mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. in the programming application. And I just didn't try to look for hard things. I think Adrian's doing that too. And he's doing it with a, a gymnastics bias. I think he's doing exactly what you just said. I think he's going back. Uh, 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 Yelena Jennings, Dave, would CrossFit consider a subsidized L2? If you do it, example, two years of your L1, it took me almost five years to do my L2. Wish I had done it sooner, but was trying to get most bang for my buck before expiring. Oh, 
what she's saying is, is make it cheaper for people who want to do it sooner than before their L1 expires or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's an interesting idea, though. Yeah, it is. It's a good idea. To, the closer you do it to your L1, maybe like it, the price goes down. Or you know what they could really do? To, what I would do is I would make it more expensive as you wait longer. Uh, uh, Carlos Mejias, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, uh, Yolanda, uh, Dave, will, if you uh, email Dave, he'll pay you that $10 back for that. That's easily a $10 idea. Uh, Carlos Mejias, uh, $20. Is there a plan in place to give more affiliates an opportunity to host a seminar? It always seems to be at the same locations. So there's operating efficiencies that come with hosting seminars at the same locations. And it's largely, as he's pointing out, not popular, but there's efficiencies to not having to go to new locations in the same city over and over to get people up to speed on hosting, to get um, make sure the gear is right. When we find facilities and hosts who have hosted us a couple times and they have a good rhythm, it makes a lot of sense to send our team back to those, to something that's familiar to them too. It's not a slight on the community. It's not that we're trying to avoid other gyms. But again, efficiencies in operation matter. And uh, it also matters to the team in terms of, you know, going to a new box or going to a new gym to host. Um, it's starting from ground up. And so that's why you see us go to the same places oftentimes. And again, I acknowledge it's not incredibly popular, but it also serves a purpose. Uh, Carlos, I, I would say this. I would uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. I would, I would uh, continue to... Uh beat the drum, uh, give uh, CrossFit HQ a reason to come there. And I will say this too. Even that being said, they do rotate to a couple <laughs> different gyms. They try to rotate through a couple different gyms in a given area. So it's not it's not just like we find one and only st stay there. And when times are booming, when we're doing really good, like the gyms can't host us um, to the frequency we need. So rotating out and rotating through is a necessary piece of it. Caller, hi. Oh, we can't do this again. You have such a bad connection. No, 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 no. Is it the same guy? Yeah, same guy. Uh, uh, Mark Fuentes, I just listened to the Jocko pod where Dave mentioned he was at DLI. What's DLI stand for? Defense Language Institute. Uh, that's in Monterey, California. Yeah. I was there from 2010 to 2012. Can you ask Dave what language he learned? I learned Spanish. <laughs> and he's and using that term. I did not learn Spanish. <laughs> Uh, I lost uh, all of it. Sevon's bun. I'm sitting here for the 325-pound bench press buy-in for any event. All right. Fair enough. Hey, he's at my photo. That was, that was quick, that yeah. Me? That's funny. Uh, I am Hop. Uh, Dave, what do you think of the emergence of camps versus athletes coming from affiliates like in the old days? Uh, versus athletes coming from affiliates like in the old days. What do you think about camps? What do I think of camps? doesn't bother me. It's natural. It's natural. Expression. I don't think any of the greats came from a camp unless it was their camp. Tia, Rich, Matt. It's, it's the evolution of it. It's all, it's all good. It's all part of the process. Yep. All right. Fine. I'm, I'm okay with it too. I like, I like Matt Torres's camp. You know about Matt Torres's camp? Brute. Do you know about those guys? No. Da Daniel Brandon's down there. I know of Tommy Hackenbrook and Brute. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is Tommy still? That's old day Brute. That's, I think. that's like original Brute. It's old day brute. Uh, Anthony TPA, $5. If Don offers you 100, 100 control of the games and game season. Okay. If Don offers you complete control of the games and game season, would you accept the task 
will you move the games to another state? Yeah, sure. Cobra <laughs> uh, uh, Rhodes, I met Senor Castro on the tennis courts of the CrossFit finals when I had to exhibit what I am at best at. Oh, this is a arm wrestler. Wow. Oh, cool. Cobra. What's up, Cobra? How you doing, buddy? I'm a huge arm wrestling fan, by the way. Do you know I beat Tommy Hackenbrook again to bring up that name? In and, 2010. And Jason Kalipa in an arm wrestling match. I did know do that. Do you know where I did that? Uh, in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And do you know why I did that? Because Travis gave you tips? Actually, you gave me the tips. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You taught me a few key components of arm wrestling. And I've beat a few other people. But then after seeing like the spiral fractures and that shit, I never arm wrestle anyone. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, it's too risky. Especially, especially at your age. Is it true the DEI was fired for sending Dylan Mulvaney a commemorative 365 days womanhood rogue Bella Barbell and pink bumper plate set? That's an amazing comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read anything for $4.99. Only seals are impervious to the merry fuck kill. So the right comments I see, does the world not see those? Everyone sees. Well, some people see all of them. You can choose whether you want to see them all or you oh, see gotcha, all of them. Gotcha. Some people don't see all of them, but you, gotcha. you, you and I see all of them. Okay. And okay. You, you display all the paid comments. Yeah, and I, and I display, like, to be honest with you, money never pours in like this. This is because you're here. Okay. This is like this morning we had 4,000 people, and it was like I think, I think one kind soul gave like $50, and then that was then everyone else is just – stealing from me okay bunch of motherfuckers uh, eric utley utley uh utley uh, crossfit kids in schools could use more advertising i don't think enough high school coaches know about it or truly understand its efficacy that's my opinion yeah um so to that point in general we can do more messaging and talking about the methodology and the power of it for the world to uh, for all audiences and um, again, even in, with high school coaches, like they have their personal training biases and things they've done for a number of years. They're not going to fall and they're not going to start doing CrossFit because of some fancy advertising campaign. They have to have an experience with it that's profound, either from themselves or from their family members or from a child that then it clicks with them and they see the value of it to use with their students. Do you think it's too controversial to give uh, nutrition tips to kids in high school? Like to say, Hey, don't drink soda. Do you think that's too controversial? I don't. I do not think that's too controversial to say. Uh, there might be others who do. <laughs> I think absolutely. All right, all right, I give you, you're breaking up, dude. It's a great bit. I love your voice, but you're breaking up. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Read that Shana comment because I did do that. That was funny. Okay, hold on one second. Call her. Hi. No. <laughs> Just. Oh, that might be it for the phone call. Something happened with that last one. Oh, someone just said, hey, you're not live on YouTube anymore. Is that true? Uh, Caleb, will you check that to see? It says we have. 660 people watching. Don't get feisty, Dave. Hang tight. We got a little bit more to do. Oh, yeah. Something just happened to the phone. 
I'm toast. The phone's toast. Um, can you guys hear me? Uh, Dave, can you hear me through your earphone still? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, Aaron uh, Macau, Dave, I did my CrossFit level two eight months after I did my level one, and I have no one other than my affiliate to thank for the opportunity. I'd ask and see if your affiliate has a coach run for more education and opportunities. I'd like to ask if your affiliate. Why'd you pull the Shana comment down? That was fun. Oh, I, I did. I didn't. Someone else did. Uh, so, so you, someone else can pull it back up though. Uh, this guy's asking. I can't read this one. Okay. A great memory with Dave when he told my good friend at the hotel at semifinals that he was a Mexican worker at the ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think it was regional. I don't know, but it was a few years ago, and I did do that. What? What? Give me. Do you remember the details of that story? What happened? That's pretty much it. Just someone, did the person believe you? Yeah. That's awesome. They didn't know what it was, so I ran with it. That's awesome. Uh, this guy is. Um, is just are there are, are there any scholarships for um let's for for um I think what he's saying is are there any scholarships for uh seminars? Do you guys do scholarships for seminars? Not in a super formalized way, no. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dave. Then bug him. Uh, uh, Aaron, Auden, Aaron, Aaron, Macau, but just write to bug Dave. That's I always just bug him. You have no problem not answering people if you, if you, if if you don't have something for them, right? I know that's how all like high level people are just like that who get shit done. Right. You don't have to answer every text that comes to you. Uh, Thomas Graves, 499. Dave keep keeps going back to the core of CrossFit when he talks about training and doing his job. He's the glue of CrossFit. Uh, thanks, Dave. Something's so did something happen to my audio. I've heard you. I okay. Heard you. And are we on YouTube, Caleb? Yeah, we are. Okay. All right. Uh, Spencer Davis, four ninety nine. Anything for a dollar ninety nine, Sevy? Show Dave you fucked up your fucked up toe and let us let him see your reaction. I do not want to see hey, your fucked up toe. I am I am wearing uh, toe spacers. Do you wear toe spacers? No, I wear toe. I put been putting on. Did Danielle Brandon send this here? I've been wearing toe spacers uh, every. Um... No, Danielle Brandon did not send those to me. But I've been wearing toe spacers every. Uh... Oh, what the fuck's going on here? Give me one second. Are we are we done? No, 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 no. I know you want to be done. <laughs> oh wait, Bluetooth. Disconnect. Search for audio devices. Give me one second. I don't want to. I want to see if I can get the phone re uh, reconnected. Roadcaster too. Let's see if we can get this fucker back going. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay, phone's reconnected again. That was that was weird. It was something having to do with what that guy, the that guy, that QAnon guy, Spencer Davis. Anything? Oh, okay. Here we already did that. Oh, we might be done. Uh, Danny, I'm going to bed, um, but I'm not a thief. Well, that's nice. I, I was just joking. Thank you. Four ninety nine. You're a good dude. I uh, block the number seven. I don't do blocking. Um. Okay. David Smith. Hello, I'm a physical education teacher. What are your thoughts about a school to career readiness program for high schoolers? Thoughts about a school to oh to become trainers or to become affiliate owners? Don't do you guys do something like that for the military or for the NFL? We did with the NFL Players Association for four or five courses, I think, um, years ago, but don't have anything like that right now. It's a good idea. Uh, Jeremy E. World, $5 towards a CrossFit Super Bowl halftime commercial. Thoughts, Dave? Man, people really want that. What's that going to be? Like, what is it now? $2 million? 
You j- just for like a second? 30 seconds? I don't know. It's a lot of money. <clears throat> um, oh. This is the same caller. Caller, hi. Caller, hi. Hello? Hey, um, I had two guys on. Um, I, you work with the... Uh, um, you work with the SWAT team in uh, six and seven million dollars for a thirty-second spot. Oh shit! You guys aren't doing Jeez. that. Jeez, no. Um, doing that. Maybe I'll do that for my olive oil. Good idea. <laughs> you, you, you went. You worked with the LA SWAT team. You were invited to something that not a lot of people were invited to, right? Some sort of event. I saw you took a picture there. A bunch of dudes hiding behind a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing. Yep. And and, and you're and you're big into shooting. Yep. And I had these two guys on here who um, one of them was from. Uh, Europe and I think the other one was from Canada. Yeah, the UK and Canada, and they both had two of the, the two of the longest shots. One guy was twenty five hundred meters, the other guy was thirty five hundred meters. And the the guy from thirty five hundred meters talked about some uh, some prism that he got. How far is that? That's like two miles, more than two miles. Thirty five hundred meters, ten thousand feet. Meters, sixteen hundred meters is is a mile. Right. So 3,200 meters is two miles. So when you hear that, do you even, from your time served, is that 2.17 miles? Did you even get your, can you get your head wrapped around it? How the fuck does that work? He, in, in the book, he talks about, um, it's the, it's the JT, 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 J2F, JTF2 guy. Um, he talks about going to Texas and working with some experimental uh, prison scope. Did you ever, have you ever shot with one of those? Something that's like a, it's kind of like a periscope on your, um, I imagine. I have not, like, but I know of them, but I have not. It, what, what do you think about that? You think that that's real? They said two guys took the shot. They don't know which one hit the guy. How do they even confirm the kill from that far? All good questions. All valid questions. So I believed him the whole time. I'm just asking you here as, as, as um, some, someone who plays with guns. It wasn't 35. Someone's saying it was long. It wasn't 3,500 meters. Uh, was, will, you, will you look that up? Uh, so a minute angle of a minute angle gun. Let's call this a. The guy's name was Dylan Anderson or something. Dallas, Dallas. A definition of a, a, um, a description of a, the accuracy potential for a gun. Let's say a gun is shooting one minute of angle. What that means, and and there's guns that shoot half minute of angle. You typically, I would say, don't see them in military rifles, but we'll call it one minute for easy numbers. One minute of angle gun in perfect conditions. Gun super stable, shooter completely consistent, shooter completely trained. At 100 yards, that one inch, that one minute angle gun is going to shoot all of its bullets within a one inch square. That just inherently, that's as capable as it's going to be. What was the distance on that? 100 yards. So 100 yards, one inch for a one minute of angle gun. And what's a one minute of angle mean for every minute? I'm just listen, just okay. put, hear okay. me out. Okay. So I'm saying I'm describing this accuracy potential for this platform as a one minute angle of gun. And I'm saying at a hundred yards, that's expresses every single round will go in one inch at a thousand yards, a one minute of angle gun, every single round in perfect conditions is going to go in a 10 inch box oh shit okay so that is and that's not taking wind in consideration that's not taking movement that's not taking anything else 10 inch box okay do you see that on the screen that's kind of what you where you're going right yeah exactly that's exactly it at 2000 yards a one minute of angle gun in again perfect conditions no wind and wind fucks everything up especially when you talk 2000 yards 
that's now a what size box? 20 inches. 20 inch box. So 20 inch, 20 inch, 20 inch, 20 inch. Yeah. At 3,000 yards, that is now 30 inches. How big, how wide am I? So I'm like what? 20 inches. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think that's 20 inches. From shoulder to shoulder? Shoulder to shoulder, maybe. Anyways, that's a three. So, so 30, it's three, it's three feet in perfect conditions, a three foot by three foot square. And again, that's not taking wind into consideration. That's not taking even the twist of the barrel and the natural movement of the bullet to a certain direction that the barrel twist is affecting it. That's not taking the actual curvature of the earth into effect, which at those distances has to be taken into consideration. So all I'm saying is those shots are incredibly unlike they're, they're the hit percentage on something like that is really really low doesn't mean it didn't happen also though something those distances you also have to take into consideration or you have to talk about target id like hey can you even identify what you're shooting at that's another piece that needs to be talked about like how do you see a gun in that guy's hand at three thousand yards most of the scopes it's that's a long distance right right um so my point is with everything I just said about the platform and the guns is most of those guns hitting a man-sized target at that distance is incredibly fucking challenging. And like, it doesn't matter how much of a Carlos Hathcock sniper you are or how good of a professional shooter you are. The odds are just right away stacked against you for making an impact at those distances. Hey, shooting a man-sized target at 1,500 yards is incredibly difficult. Mason Mitchell, Dave's calling bullshit. I'm not calling bullshit. I'm just saying it's that there's for sure. I, I mean, I believe they might have made it happen. I'm just saying it's incredibly difficult. And, and not even by the shooter's skill, just by so many other factors that have nothing to do with even the guy pulling the trigger. Um, do you have any um, intimate experience with uh, snipers? Yeah, but uh, nothing like that. But, but but have you have you um, ever been? Have you ever done sniping? Have you ever uh, been a sniper? I've been a sniper, but nothing like that. Okay, and, and a sniper is someone who basically is hidden somewhere that is uh, searching for targets. Different teams have different uses of them for different applications. So um, anything who the stuff we are doing, I was we were never put in situations like that. Okay. And were you ever a spotter? No, you, you, you're, you're oversimplifying it. Okay. And what was the farthest um, shot that you ever had? I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> when, 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 Next when, question. When, when do you go into that? I don't, I don't. That's will the will you ever That's talk what... to your daughters about it? Uh, if they wanted to, but I don't think I would voluntarily start talking to them about it. Um, who, who do you tell those stories to? You don't tell those stories nobody. to me. Nobody, I, nobody, nobody. I, 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 other seal, other guys that I've worked with. Sure. But like, other than that, nobody, I don't know. It's just my way of just how I handle it, how I deal. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, uh, it's, um, it's fine. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for letting us join Dave. Can you highlight good behind the scenes of you and Sevon working together? You being pissed at him or proud of him? God, the best is that video clip. Remember that video clip? Where I'm like talking to the judges and then you walk up with the camera and I fucking drive you away. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, I remember. We need to pull that clip up. It's somewhere. I have it. You I, have it. I remember. I remember. In the yeah. stadium. Pop seal seven. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you.
Incredible. Didn't even have to get through half my questions. You the man. Thanks for coming out. Do you, do you feel um uh do you feel like you've checked something off the list? Like okay, I uh, got my quarterly or bi yearly uh, podcast done with Sevon. Yes, I do feel that way. You think there's a charity component? You think there's a charity component for a few months? You think there's a charity component? Like hooking you up with money? No, well that too. Why didn't that? <laughs> I, I think I might have used you to pimp my future olive oil business. All right, good. Use me all you want. I love being used. You like being used? Okay. No, not at all. All right, I do. Uh, guys, thank you. Uh, tomorrow morning, seven a.m. Uh, live call-in show. It's going to be another show at seven a.m. Yeah, you're nuts. Uh, 7 a.m. live call-in show. Alex Stein will be here. Uh, we'll ask him what it was like uh, hanging out with Tucker Carlson, amongst others. We'll get his perspective on what's going on over there at Twitter with Elon Musk. Um, and uh, thank you, everyone, for joining in. You guys are all the shit. Love you guys. Uh, we're trying to schedule Danielle Brandon, if we can corral her sometime this week. Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Greg Glassman. Lots of fun stuff. Can you leave some of that olive oil? Nope.